1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. EarthPack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Fucking rolling! Friends and family! Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Our guests this week, young ripper from Long Beach in the house. His amateur accolades are impressive, including Volcom, world junior champ, Rip Curl Grom Search, world champ, Throwbacks. and North America WSL junior title. Yes. He was consistently on the NSSA podium, battling a lot of big names, including Griffin Cole Pinto, Jake Marshall, Kevin Schultz, and many others. The last three years, he's been tacking the qualifying series and the challenger series. He's proven to be a threat there, getting a couple of thirds, winning the QS in Chile. Mm -hmm. Dude, this guy's got it. And he's recently been highlighted on the couch surfing show that we were just talking about. Busted a huge air on Southside. Made the waves look better than they were. Preparing for the US Open coming up in like a week or two. We're pumped. and welcome, Nolan, Noel Rap. That's me. Raposa. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, the show. Thanks, boys. I'm excited to be here. So we, we talk about nicknames. So that's a, a, a split between first and last name. Wow. Little little little. Noel Rap. Is that so? How did you get your nickname, Chalky? It's funny. Uh, my favorite surfer is Mark Acalupo, uh-huh. uh-huh. and I surfed with Jeff Booth once, uh-huh. and he goes, "Who's your favorite surfer?" I go. Aki. He goes, you're the chocolate Aki. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. That's so you're good. Chalky. That's insane. That's insane, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Jeff Booth is witty one. Yeah. yeah. I, I love is it. That, that's already been discussed about on the podcast? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you get asked. But yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it just makes sense because if you've seen him surf, it's like. Totally. Yeah. 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 So A little bit. Me and Spitting image. If you spit image, if, if Aki got a really dark tan, fudge, I don't know. Totally. But the show's not about me. 
shows about Noel Rapp. Yeah, Noel Rapp. Noel Rapp. Um, you've got a wicked backhand. Thank you. Like, you're fun to watch. I appreciate that. Um, who is your favorite surfer? Or who of you inspired? Um, well, like, I feel like my favorite surfer is kind of everyone's favorite surfer, John John. Um, okay, okay. But, like, in America, growing up as a Grom, I definitely, like, was in awe of Tanner Godowskis my whole career, pretty much. I've nice. always loved watching him. Nice. Yeah. His backhand's really good and spicy. Um, also, his forehand, too, is really good. Um, yeah, those yeah. Godowskis guys are gnarly. Yeah. All of yeah. them. They're all so gnarly. But I'm trying to think, like, I feel like there might have been one or two more, uh, like... You know who you remind me of a little bit? Who? Um, Wilco. Wilco. That, I love that. Yeah. yeah. He's... I was watching Wilco, so much. Yeah. Like, especially when right, he was those long kind of like yeah, yeah. Especially when he was kind of killing it mm-hmm. that one year he when was he making two events in a row. Yeah, uh-huh. dude. That's, like before the snapper event last year, uh, I only watched Wilco videos pretty much. I just wanted to surf like Wilco at snapper. Yeah, because <laughs> Wilco. I mean, it's been a long time since I've been like, fuck, man, that dude's ripping and like a different, unique style yeah. and upside down mm-hmm. and. Like linking, I mean, bottom turn, hit, bottom turn, hit. Like, yeah. no one does that, you know. Totally. I mean, it's very rare where you go, "Fuck, that guy just, you know, blasted that thing ten times." Yeah, know? and it's typically a backside, yeah, top to bottom. You know, yeah. it's, it's front side, it's hard, but backside, yeah, he's got that like, yeah, rip, rap, and that, like you at snapper, you got that like, that just, time period. Tweak holy it. shit, like he was. Came out of nowhere, too. Totally, yeah. I, I mean, he actually wasn't my favorite surfer, like, when I used to watch him on tour. But then when he did so good that one year, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Wilk, Wilk, if Wilco can do this, like, I could, <laughs> this feels, makes it feel like I could do it, you yeah. know? So yeah. I, meant, I mean, dude, that to me, that's a huge compliment because, fuck, he was too, back-to-back. Was he had the yellow jersey for a while. He had so. the yellow jersey pretty much the whole year yeah. that year, almost. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And I want to see him more on tour because I feel like he's got so much more talent, but like, sure. you don't really see him that much anymore. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Where would you go up? In Long Beach, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, growing up in Long Beach, it's like they're... What part of Long Beach? I grew up like South Long Beach, kind of on the border of Orange County. So like I was really close to the beach and like not like Long Beach, but like close to Seal Beach too. Mm-hmm. Um and growing up, like, my brother was always into sports. I just pretty much follow my brother. Anything he did, him and his buddy Timmy, um, they'd skateboard, they'd play baseball, soccer, all that stuff. And, like, I mostly was just into soccer. My dad loved to surf. He surfed, you know, pretty often, and he'd take us, but it wasn't anything, like, serious, you know? Yeah. Um, and then we'd go to Seal Beach a lot. He put me into a summer camp um, at Seal River. Um, Chaz Wickwire's nice. summer camp. Yes. And so I, I just was like kind of addicted to it. Was your brother surfing already by then? Or yeah, yeah, he was surfing. Like I, my first time ever surfing, I don't remember it, but from what my dad said, like we had a boogie board and like my brother was just like boogie boarding around and then I took it out and I was like standing on the boogie board. Um, How much older is your brother? My brother's three years older than me. So I was four, he was seven. Um, and then, yeah, after that, he pretty much like got us a soft top or two and then I did the camp became friends with Chaz's son, Sam. And then um, that was like one summer. And then after that, I was just diehard soccer, was in the club, didn't really care about surfing. I'd never really surfed, it wasn't like a serious thing. And then I think I was 10, 
I came back to the camp and was like frothing the surf. And Sam back then got really good. He was riding like a four five, like tiny little board. And I was like so jealous. I was like, oh my God, this kid's living the life. Um, and so then I ordered a board from Chaz. I was super small and just like got super into it. I had like a five five or five four my dad picked up from like a surf shop, a used one. Um, and then Sam's dad, Chaz Wickwire, he was like, you should do contests with us. And I started doing contests, lost first heat, and um, that was pretty much it. I was hooked after that. I did, I did a couple little like WSA events, but then I was still in soccer. So my dad would be like on the beach, like hoping I'd lose so that I would, I would lose the event and then go to the soccer tournament that was on the same day, like in Irvine. So I'd be like in Ventura, and my dad would be like, lose, lose, lose. I'd lose and be crying on the beach, and he's like, all right, get in the car, we're going. I'm like, no, Dad, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And we'd like go to Irvine, and the coach like hated it because I'd show up late for the game, and I was like their best left mid player or whatever. I'd always start, and he'd bench me because I'd show up late to the game. <laughs> like, and your dad's like, damn, and my dad's like, I can't like, win. Yeah, like there's no winning. So then I think like after a year of doing that, we just like quit soccer. Yeah, uh-huh. it's too so, hard to do both because uh, yeah, like those tournaments are all weekend, sort of contests are all weekend. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, and like nowadays, like kids aren't doing that for sure because like you have to commit I don't know like parents have their kids so committed into surfing or whatever sport they are in because like if they are pursuing it they want to make something out of it you know yeah. get a scholarship or go pro make money or whatever it is that they want you yeah. know so it's yeah. like yeah we grew up in sports first by season you know uh-huh. it's like oh you could play you baseball know, yeah soccer it, now it's like all year long coaches and freaking Summer training and camps and, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Totally. it's crazy how specialized sports has become mm-hmm. you know like like Laura was saying you play baseball when baseball spring mm-hmm. right spring summer mm-hmm. and then football's like fall winter and you would rotate the sports if you were you know if you liked them and did them but over the years it seems like uh, no you're gonna train all year for mm-hmm. this one thing so when you graduate high school you'll get a scholarship somewhere, totally. right yeah which is good but I feel like it too puts too much pressure on everybody. It takes like kids like childhood and experiences like out of it a little bit yeah. because like all they know is the sport that they're doing now. Yeah. You know, like they're gonna go into basketball or whatever, and they're like, oh, like this is a whole different culture than yeah. what I'm used to. You know. Now, did your brother surf any contests? No, my brother never surfed contests. He's uh, he's decent. You know, he surfs pretty good. Um, but he was. When I was getting into soccer, actually before, yeah, when I was getting into soccer, he was getting into golfing. Oh, wow. And so he loved golfing, I think, by like nine years old or something, third grade. He was all into it and did tournaments. That's young, too, for golf. Yeah, Yeah. I think before I got into surfing, too, actually, I was following him and just doing golf tournaments with him. And I'd do a couple golf tournaments. I never won one. I think I got like third place in one or something. Um, But my brother kept pursuing that um, all the way to college. He got a scholarship to San Marcos to play. Wow. Um, but I think, from what I know, I think his coaches were just kind of mean, and uh, he's kind of just burnt out. Yeah. But he still rips at golfing. Like, he's a scratch golfer. So take us back to Chaz's surf camp. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like an all-day thing. Totally. Right? It's the sickest experience. I, I wish I was still around so I could experience it again. <laughs> Did you but, have uh, buddies with you? Like well, doing Sam, his son, was like my best friend, okay. you know? And so we would just, like, hang out on the beach. We'd go surfing. Water's always warm in the seal. It's always warmer than everywhere else for yeah. some reason. But, like, you go out. I think you takes you out surfing. You catch a couple waves. 
you're out there for like an hour and then you come in and everyone brings like a snack. You know, you got your summer camp snack or lunch pack that your mom made you. Um, and then like you just like do some shenanigans on the beach. I don't know, we'd catch like seagulls on the beach. We'd like lay towels over us, put food on the towels and then catch a seagull. <laughs> and then we'd either jump off the jetty or whatever. I don't know, like someone might bring like a fishing pole sometime and catch like a stingray. Yeah. And I remember Charlie, Chaz, um, would get stung by a stingray like every single summer. And one of the summers I remember I was like asking him how many times he's been stung. He's like told me 20 times or something crazy like that. And so I was like, oh, like would it hurt now if you got stung by a stingray? And he jokingly said, he's like, would it hurt if I stabbed you in your eye with a fin? And I was like laughing about it. We come in from that session and you get stung by a stingray. (laughs) He did. (laughs) He did, he got stung by one. He's like, are you kidding me? No one jinxed me. You Bro. think like Seal Beach though, you're probably more prone than a lot of other places. 100%. Like that place is just I mean, even the Huntington in general has gotten the so pier. bad. By the pier. Yeah. The pier. But what's crazy about crabs, that's where they are, right? Uh-huh. Like they there's just so many right there and they're not really out no. in the jetty. Uh-uh. Right? Like you They like the calmer, like more warmer, they, cool like shallower. They just sit by the rocks. Yeah. I think they're in the river. But, like, I think they just scavenge, like, whatever comes out of the river because there's so many, there's so much trash and debris or whatever, like, food that they can find in yeah. the river. Um, they're nasty. Yeah, they're just, they're, they're nasty. And it's warmer in there. I think they like the warmer water for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. They definitely come out in the summertime more than they are in the wintertime. Yeah. Like I said, it's been exploding. I think it's that bolsa Have you been, have you yeah, been yeah. hit? I, I've, I, it's funny, I've. Never been actually stung. I got nicked by one when I was on a jet ski um, with, with Tyler, DMJs. When you're never touching the sand, the jet ski's always picking you up. The one time I went to go jump on the ski, I felt like a fish bite me, I thought. But it just grazed me. Yeah. And it didn't, didn't get me. So, Seal Beach River. Yeah, I don't want to blow it out. See, everyone knows Seal Beach yeah, River. Yeah, Come on. Like, Nobody, we're, not, we're not blowing it up. Nobody surfs it either, really. Only longboarders. Yeah. Uh-huh. But... Dude, that's a great wave sometimes. It is. Yeah. Like, low-key, nobody, like, I'll tell my friends, even Tyler and John, like, let's, like, they're, they're swell, we should serve seal. And, like, everywhere else is usually firing when yeah. seal's firing. But, like, if it's onshore, people might talk about, like, surfside, too. Like, oh, we could go to surfside. You know, surfside, like, might be that little, like, sneaky wave to go to. But seal beach is just as good as, as, as surfside. Yeah. And if not better, I want to say, like. I don't know. When it gets too big, it has the, its days. the longboarders start to shy away because it's too hard for them to surf it. And then there's perfect air sections inside there. The right air section, if you go deep, closer to the far jetty, like yeah. it just wedges up perfect. You get a couple little yeah. sections to tee off on and then like a perfect ramp. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah, it's almost two ways sometimes with the, the tide, you know, yeah. you get that yeah. like there's the little groin. Yeah. center river and then there's the one in the corner. And like in the corner has the sandbar that just like keeps giving you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, every once in a great while, I, I don't surf very much, but every once in a great while I've gone like late afternoon when it is blown out. Uh-huh. Like, there's nobody empty. there. Yeah. There's nobody there. There's actually a lot of foilers there now. Oh, really? And it gets a little sketchy because like they don't really have any regard for the surfers, it seems like. You'll be in the lineup like, yeah, and there's a lot of stand-up paddleboarders too, but I'll be like in the lineup waiting for a set, and like I see they're, doing this they're, they're already on the set, like at the end of the jetty, you know, yeah. like just like riding it through, and like, dude, it's my turn, like you better kick out, yeah, <laughs> whatever. So annoying. But uh, yeah, no, river gets fun. It just needs a little swell. Like you, you might go check it on a small day like today, and like it's gonna be flat. Like yeah. you're not gonna know what you're, what you're looking at. Yeah, but, it's very, very 
you know. It's kind of far out there from the parking lot too. So when you pull up, you're like, I don't know, it looks yeah. like a couple closeouts. But like once you get down there, you're like, whoa, there's actually potential here. Yeah, uh-huh. it's a fun wave. Uh-huh. Um, have you ever surfed Long Beach proper? I've never have actually. No there's way. A, like crabs is like I guess they call it crabs or whatever. But like on the other side of that Seal River, they're inside the boat harbor. There'll be like a novelty wave called lobsters. And it, it breaks like on Hurricane Maria, like it has yeah. to be like thirty foot. Um, I've surfed that wave, yeah. but it's just a, it's like a burger kind of, not that good. I've seen guys surfing actually in Long Beach, and when it's is breaking there, that means it's bombing everywhere else. So it's like not really worth your time. It's more of just like nostalgia, you know. Like yeah. I surfed Long Beach. My yeah. my dad's goofy, and he surfed. He fifty six was like the spot, you know, still is, but like they would go surf like proper Long Beach, and this is like early before like they. The they wall? extended the break wall. Yeah, they had oh, a break wall. Oh, before Redondo break wall? Or uh, Cabrillo San Pedro break wall? or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, and it used to get a lot more swell and, you know, close, kind of like a Newport-like style beach break. Yeah. Close in, in you know, uh-huh. always comboed up. That one yeah. spot in Long Beach on the other side of Seal uh, where the basketball courts are, uh-huh. like, I don't know what that spot's called. That's just about like it's yeah it's like Balboa but so lobsters is inside the boat harbor okay but oh. I don't like just it's Long Beach like yeah. I don't really know what you consider I've it's, gotten it's a that Belmont place shore. super fun really yeah how big was it it was a foot or two overhead no way yeah and it's so fucking fun really? I was like Tim Stamps actually gave me the tip <laughs> he was like but it's like on those Hurricane Marie yeah yeah like yeah I, I forget what. Yeah, it was, was, it it was no, 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 okay, years okay. and years ago, but I think he post he either texted me or I saw a post and I'm like, where's that? Uh-huh. He's like, it's here, it's you know, beach. today, and I'm like, holy shit, is it still good? He's like, yeah, get out there, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I went down there or up there, and I was like, holy shit, nobody knows. Yeah, yeah it wasn't that out, crowded. Come either, check so. out Long Beach if you guys are antsy to find some good waves. <laughs> we'll find them there. So, <laughs> soccer. So why did your dad want you to keep doing soccer? Lose? <laughs> well, because I was good at soccer. Like yeah. I, I think I, on the club I was in or whatever, I was like one of the highest scoring midfielders or something. I had asthma too. I still have asthma, but I never get attacks. But it, I, during all the games, I'd always have an asthma attack. My dad have to run out my inhaler and stuff. Um, Dang. But yeah, he he just wanted me to do soccer. He wanted me to get a scholarship, do soccer, and like. Didn't think there was any sort of like living out of surfing. He yeah. Was like, yeah. But I mean, after a couple of years, he realized he's like, okay. So when did you? When did surfing take over? So I think I was twelve. After the whole year of like doing surfing and soccer, I just did only surfing, and I was still kind of losing like all the time. Um, and then I think I did westerns. Not necessarily like uh, Western Conference or whatever. I got like second. And I never had a sponsor. And then I think Peter Mel told Chad Wells that he thinks he should sponsor me for Quicksilver. Nice. Yeah, and then Peter Mel did. Yeah, because he's Mel. going down with his Grom. With his Grom, John, me, and we're good buddies. Um, but is I, he the same age as you? John's like a year or two younger than me. But um, I remember I reached out to Chad because, like, that's like as a Grom, you just want a sponsor. You know, yeah. you want to be sponsored. And, and so I, I think I emailed him or something like my own email. And was like, hey, I'd really like to be sponsored or something. And then, like, no response. <laughs> and then, like, a week later, this is, like, 
I emailed him before Westerns, and then after Westerns, like, he reached back out and was like, oh, yeah, we'd love to hook you up, you know? And I was like, sick, this is the best day of my life. So Quicksilver. Yeah, Quicksilver. Was At what age? I want to say I was 13. 13? 13. 13. First that, ever sponsor. That was my first ever, my first ever sponsor was actually Black Flies. What? Wow. Yeah, Black Flies. Kurt, Kurt Steinmetz. Um, yeah, Kurt Steinmetz. Yeah, I used to shoot photos of him all the time. He pretty much would take me everywhere to go surfing, like... Um, and how did you guys connect? Just through what, uh, WSAs? I'm trying to remember. I think it was WSAs. Yeah, he was shooting photos or something. But then, like, him and my dad were good friends, like, after we were all hanging out. And uh, I don't really remember how we met. But he would take me surfing and shoot photos all the time. We'd go every single day, every other day. He'd take me to Lowers, take me to Secret Spots in Laguna, take me Huntington. Wow. And so he sponsored me by Back Black Flies. That was my first sponsor. And then I think, like... Six months later, it was like Quicksilver. So, so was was he a sales rep or a marketing for Black Flies? Or? I'm not totally sure. I don't I mean, remember. I, when I was yeah. a drum, all I knew him as was a team manager. <laughs> I think he might have been like a sales rep, a sales rep or something. Okay. But um, during that same year, he took me to Hawaii on a Black Flies trip. Just me, my dad, and him, and we stayed at Button's house. Wow. That's my, my first ever trip to Hawaii. Nowhere short proper, yeah, like winter time? Oh, yeah, proper. Yeah, it was like November, Thanksgiving time, surfer poles going on. Um, I remember the Eddie Icala ceremony. We were hanging out at Buttons, and so when you're at Buttons, you're VIP. Yeah. So I had one ticket to go to the surfer pole because I was like with Leonardo announcing like best movie or something. Like they had like us, they recorded us like with prior, and so we were announcing it, and I got a ticket just because of that. And then. Wait. Yeah, what? Like, you sorry, got... I'm I'm going far away. No, no, that's okay. But so, you, Leonardo, who? Leonardo Fiorvanti. Okay. We were like 13. Oh, because you're already sponsored by Quicksilver. Yeah, we were both sponsored okay. by Quicksilver, and like, and they wanted like they some drums to do an award to announce the award. So they filmed us like this, and we're like, hi, I'm. This is the best movie of the year, Surfer Pole or whatever, and they had it on the big screen. You How know? epic! And so. <laughs> I was like, dude, didn't know what I was doing. Turtle, Turtle Bay, like yeah, we're yeah. in Turtle Bay. Yeah. Everyone's there. Bruce Irons, like. Everyone, this is the year that Andy died. Um, oh, man. And so they had, like, all the, the Andy tribute, tribute yeah. for yeah. Andy. Is that 2010? I think it was. <gasps> yeah. I think it was. Um, and so I got a ticket. No one else could get tickets. But then my dad shows up with buttons, and Kurt shows up with buttons. And they're like, oh, you're in here. Yeah. We, we have a table for you. Come on. Um, <laughs> right? And, yeah, you but do. Then, yeah. Like, that was a sick Hawaiian night. We were, I was sitting with Pete and John and, like, the Quicksilver guys or whatever next to the Irons' table. And oh, so wow. we watched the tribute, and I mean, everyone was crying, but like, we were next to Bruce, and he's bawling too. It was like one of the most, like, like oh. just gnarly. How cool to be there, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. like, out of all the surfer poles, I mean, that, that I mean, would have been unfortunately hard to watch. fortunate, you know? Yeah. Like, hard to watch, but stoked to be part of it. It's the yeah. only one I've ever been to. I don't, like, I don't think anyone will top that one. But, like, also that trip, like, we show up to the Eddie Cal ceremony, and we're in my dad's rental car van with buttons. And like it's packed. There's no parking at Waimea. Everyone's like pulled up on the grass and stuff. And they were like, they're like, yeah, keep going, keep going. Buttons rolls down the window, and they're like, oh, come on, come on, brother, come on, brother. Like you're on the you're on the front row. Front yeah. Row. And then like there's like a line of like a hundred. That's like us here. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was like everywhere. Man. <laughs> I wish, dude. But so yeah, they have like a line of like a hundred people like trying to get food at the the ceremony and like. Buttons just cuts the whole line, grabs a plate. He's like, "What you want, brother? Come on, come on!" And just like filling up the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. It was it was amazing. VIP has its members, you know. Uh huh. What do you call it? Privileges. Privileges yes. for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'd go out to Rockies too, and he'd just be like, "Go, go down, go!" 
and like someone's on the way and I'm like, I can't go. Like I'm gonna burn someone. He's like, I tell you go, you go. Yeah. Like Matt, I remember Matt Beecham was on the way and I just fully roasted him. I was like, Sorry, he told me to yeah. go. When Button yeah. tells you to go, yeah. you're gonna go. Plus he told me I didn't go on one. He's like, but I told you, you go, you go. <laughs> so, yeah. so incredible. So, so did, you, did you score waves that trip? Like, yeah, we scored VLAN. There was like nobody out. I mean, it was still a Grom, so I wasn't like psyching to serve pipe or anything. Yeah. But like Rockies was firing. It's so fun. All those spots are so What dead. are you like, 13? I was like 13, yeah. So it's, going back to the prior to fucking getting sponsored, you're, you're obviously a good surfer, right? Yeah. And you're riding for black flies. Uh-huh. And then Peter Mel notices your talent. Uh-huh. You you make the finals of WSA, uh-huh. the regionals. Uh-huh. Chad answers back and says, Boop, bro, you're getting on the team. Yeah, okay. I mean, that in itself, you're like, fuck. See, I'm psyching. I like, was psyching, but I didn't know that it was going to be a career at that point. I was just like, oh, like this is like I, I want to do this forever, but yeah. I didn't know I was like good enough to be like uh, on the challengers, yeah. like possibly qualifying. You but know? but before all that, you're just like. You know, at least for me or, or any other kid, I'd be like, I get stickers and I get free clothes. Yeah. How was, psyched are you it then? It was like Christmas every single month, you know, you get a new box of clothes or yeah. whatever and it was. Yeah, and it's Quicksilver. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's, the best. like, Black Flies, you know, was huge in its heyday, yeah. you know? But, like, when you're talking about it, it wasn't like, and it's just a kind of a... Out of all the brands. Yeah, it's just not You like, went from, like, no disrespect to Black Flies, but, like, a CD-level brand. Yeah. To one of the brands, uh-huh. you know, Quicksilver. But I mean, this is like 2010 when there was like the industry still was doing pretty good. I feel. Oh, like. for yeah. sure, yeah. for sure. But, but like you know, just a comparison of like you know getting that first sponsor to getting on like Quicksilver is like so a huge difference. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So the the surfer pole thing, the awards. Who said, hey, you know, Noel. Nolan, who who uh, who approached you and said, I, "Yeah, we want you to." I really have no idea. I think maybe Chad Wells was like, "Hey, we need a Grom to come and like to do this like video thing like in San Clemente," and I was like, "Yeah, like, I have nothing better to do," you know. Yeah. And like, but what an honor, though, yeah, right? Oh, for like, sure. I just I didn't really realize like I was nobody knew who I was. Everyone kind of knew who Leo was because you know like people just knew Leo growing up. Yeah. He was like Plus he's young guys belly, or whatever. Yeah, bigger belly names in Europe. Yeah. Belly like, stepson. So. They're like, yeah, you and Leo are going to like announce the best movie or whatever. And I was like, sign me up. You know? Yeah. Like, hell yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but so like back to the surfing, like I didn't really know this was a career. Like I didn't have like a goal of like trying to qualify or win a world title or something. Yeah. Back then I was just like, well, you're 13. Yeah, exactly. Dude, you're yeah. 13 years old. Yeah. yeah. You're just psyching on that alone, like but, getting sponsored. Like, after I think like two years of Quicksilver, Christian Signs and Frankie D'Andrea were with Fox. And I was coaching with Christian for like maybe like half a year, like six months or something. And he was like, oh, we want you to come hop on Fox with us. Yeah. And they offered me a contract, which I didn't have with Quicksilver. And I was like, this is too hard to deny. You know, I definitely want to go on Fox. Um, and we told Quicksilver, and I don't think that, yeah, they didn't really want to give out a contract that Fox was giving out. Um, so when so you're like 15, 15. I was 15, I signed with Fox. And then that was when I was just like exclusively with Christian signs, like every single day. My dad would drop me off at his house. Christian would take me surfing. And then like, so it was so many cool experiences with Fox because they're a moto brand, you know? They're yeah. not like a surfing brand, but like, it was, I but they made they made a big push, push yeah. with Damien Hobgood, Enoch, and Kwame Rob, yeah. and Enoch and, Harris was yeah. 
with Frankie, the head right? Boss. Yeah. Uh -huh. And Bruce Irons and Bruce they had, Irons. They had like Kalani, but yeah, that was Kalani. before, I think, right? Kalani. Was no, before. I'm just saying in, in general, like yeah. they they made a big push in, in surfing. surfing. They yeah. had Geiselman. Uh, Geiselman. Eric. Yeah. They had a freaking uh, massive. Chippa yeah. Wilson was on the team with us yeah. too. Yeah. B Durbage was on the team. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, super sick. But proper. so going back to getting sponsored by Quicksilver, and what was your dad thinking like? I think he was stoked. I mean, at yeah. that point, like... Because um, he's, some, a, uh, whatever he's a surfer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, like, wanting you, you to be more of a soccer player. Totally. But it was a pretty quick transition. Like, my, it wasn't like my dad was, like, anti-surf. Totally. Like, you know? Like, it was just, like, once I completely quit soccer, he... I was, like, still in school, and I'm not... Yeah, he was just... He was about it. And I think when I was sponsored by Quicksilver... He was super stoked, but I mean, I'm still a Grom, and yeah. I think he was more stoked on black flies because we were hanging out in Hawaii together with buttons and stuff. Yeah, like, well, that's like, the perks of yeah. the brands, you yeah. know. Yeah. Like, yeah. you get different, you know, different brands have different connections. And totally. Because you know, it's cool that your dad, you know, was taking you to both things. Totally. But it's funny that he's like hoping you would, lose. you know, lose. <laughs> so you, you know, because uh -huh. soccer was definitely seemed like it was more important, right? For sure, it yeah. could have been. It could have, in his mind, he could lead to more things. I invested a lot of my childhood into soccer. Yeah. You know? So that's why he was like, you're wasting an investment right now. Yeah. You know? But my dad, like. But you were stoked on it. You know, it just, just, we talk about surfing and like how that just takes over and takes over on a lot of yeah. other passions totally. or other sports or other hobbies yeah. or whatever. Yes. I think my dad totally understands it because he was actually in the extreme sports industry as well when he was younger. I think when he's like my age now. He was a professional skier, and so no he way. was sponsored by, forget what company. Water snow. 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 Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. So he's extreme skier. He would live in Tahoe and would like jump off the cliffs and stuff like that. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I forget who he's, he's sponsored by, like Scott Goggles or something. Yeah, yeah. big, yeah. big brand. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, forget what else, but he's got wow. a couple of photos in ski magazines. So, so. he kind of knows, like you know, he's like, oh man, you know. Maybe yeah. get you into a sport that, sponsored. you know, yeah, you go, he, he but surfing, oh, it's in the DNA, like, as far as a, but your dad's a adrenaline junkie. And <laughs> when, how crazy would, would that be if, it's like, you know, you're the dad and your son's starting to blow up and getting all these accolades and sponsors and yeah. says, hey, uh, Kurt says from Black Flies is going to take us to Hawaii and we're going to stay with Buttons, <laughs> Yeah, you know? Totally. And your dad knows who Buttons is. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? We're going we're gonna to go fucking hang out with Buttons? Yeah. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's definitely. We talk about the parenting like aspect of like raising you know kids in sports and yeah. stuff, and because they're living by your parents live vicariously through you, one hundred percent. But when they get to live, you know, in Hawaii with like yeah, the king, you know? well, yeah. Well, well, again, that's the perks. It's like well, surfing is not going to take you to college and have this like you know yeah. you know lucrative career. It can, yeah. but it's like the perks of you yeah. can't you can't replace those those days those of going to North Shore Buttons no. or Surfer Pole or the travels you've done. So it's got this very, like, I don't know. It's like surfing's got this this very fairy tale kind of like lifestyle, you yeah, know? Totally. Like it's insane. So, so Fox, Christian Signs, one of our favorite fucking humans, you know, Grindzy, Grindzy. Um, we had him on the podcast too. Oh, you guys have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like I told you earlier. Such a fucking small world because I was hanging out with Frankie Deandra uh -huh. today, uh -huh. and I told him, you know, we we're interviewing you today, uh -huh. 
He's like, holy shit, his dad did our container uh-huh. for Murph electric bicycles. Yep. And we're like, I'm like, what? You know. Yeah, He's like, yeah, we sponsored him, you know, when I was a Fox and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, this is too weird. Like, so weird. <laughs> right? That's what's that's great about the show is like, you know, we... we we're all connected. The community's really. all connected. And it's funny that you guys just on your last episode had Tom Carey yeah. on the show. And he walks my family's dogs. So, so pup division. It's pup division. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's a big one, big circle in the surf industry. Yeah. You know? So, when you say you got a contract for Fox, mm-hmm. did you turn pro or not yet? I mean, I, I got like a little salary. I only think it was a salary, it was a travel budget. So I guess depending on what you would consider. Um, yeah, back then, it, like, well, we couldn't collect money as an amateur. Okay. You know, we could collect travel money Budget. but like you could still now or last decade you could collect money and get paid but still technically be amateur based on yeah you know your results c- results yeah. like you know surfing the amateur you know like it's it's kind of like i feel like turning pro this month or this year or yeah. this day you know yeah. where it was a big deal like you usually wait until after the u.s championships or world titles that you're like that 18 just grad you know like totally it's like that stepping stone, okay? Like, yeah. did all the junior, you know, contests. I did the world. I, you know, you, you, you see that date already almost itched, you know, like already written out. Totally. Yeah. You know, and you're like just waiting for it to come. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's the day I'm kind of turn or that. I'm prep. Yeah. yeah. yeah now prep. it's like, ah, you know. I mean, there's groms that are like 14 years old that are making more money than me, you know? So, like, yeah. they're professional 13, 14 yeah. year olds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so Fox, you're like 15 years old. Uh-huh. You're still doing SSAs. Still doing SSAs. And so I found out that I wanted surfing to be a career, like really, was um, when I turned 15 or 16, I think I was 16, I went to ISAs with like the USA team, the junior USA team. And it was all, like the best USA kids, Jake Marshall, Griffin. Um, and how do they select for that? Like. I think it's based off results. Like so they look at the top we five do the of it. Surfing America and like yeah, whoever like in the rankings they pretty much just take the top four surfers. And I think sometimes if they're like not sure about the fourth surfer, they'll do like a surf off. A couple like, workouts. Like, yeah, a couple stuff. workouts yeah. and they pick through that. Um, but so that contest I remember just like stressing the whole contest because I'm surfing against all these international surfers from Brazil, from Australia and like I didn't really know where I sat in that position. Um, and before the contest leading up to it, I was bogging. Like, I couldn't even put together a wave. I couldn't put together a turn even. And then going to the contest, I end up, like, there's so many heats in the ISA events. So I, like, made it through, like, ten heats. was in the final with Griffin. I think Jake might have been in the final. Dang, you guys did house. And I forget. There might have been, like, a Brazilian or something or an Australian. I can't remember. And where, where's the location? This was in Ecuador. Ecuador. I don't know what the wave was called. It was like a left point break with all these huge elephant seals. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> yeah, and there, there was a shark sighting, too. They had to call the contest off one day. Ecuador. Full suits? No, no. it was burning hot. Ecuador. It was, like, sweaty. Sweaty That's hot. Seal. Yeah, the I don't trader. know. The seals, yeah, the huge-ass seals. I tripped on elephant that. Elephant seals. Yeah. yeah. I thought Ecuador. That's, yeah, they like the warm seals. air. They like the warm air. I, I mean, you see, I, I mean, I think like even like killer whales, orcas, like are found in warm waters too, really? and they're notorious to be up in the yeah. Interesting. Same yeah. with, yeah. I mean, great whites. They go from like you know Alaska down to Mex to Hawaii. Sure. They do this yeah. weird track. But elephant seals, you don't see them except for fucking no, it's pretty, yeah. pretty odd. For yeah, sure. yeah. So um, Ecuador's hot and shit. 
Yeah. It's, it was it was probably the hottest country I've ever been to, I think. So you made the finals. Made, made the final, and I had the highest score, one single wave score in the, in the final, but I didn't have a backup. I ended up getting third. I want to say Griffin got <laughs> second, and I think the Brazilian won it. Oh, no, you know who it was? It was a French kid named Luca or something. He doesn't compete in contests anymore, but he won the ISAs, hmm. and he's like a stand-up paddleboarder now or something. But once I did good in that event, I just realized that I was good enough to have a career out of it, and I wanted to keep you know winning or doing good in contests. Yeah. Um, before that, though, in the U.S., amateur stuff, yeah. were you doing NSSAs, WSAs? NSSA, WSAs, the Surfing America, which is like the same thing as WSA, but Surfing America is like the next tier up, I like guess. the prime, you have to yeah. get invited. Yeah, you have to get invited through the WSA. You have to do good in WSAs, and they're like, all right, you're good enough to go to the prime. And they still have those, like now? Or surf, the surf primes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's called Surfing America. I don't yeah. Know right now. So is, is Griffin your age? Or? Yeah, me and Griffin are the same age. Okay. I used to, me and Griffin would hang out all the time. Um, because like, I feel like before all the, the younger San Clemente kids, like the 2% crew and stuff, um, before they were old enough, I was just like 16, just got my license, and I was just driving to San Clemente every single day and hang out with Griffin. We'd surf like lowers or Oceanside, and then we'd go golfing all the time. Yeah, and he loved to gamble. We'd be gambling like I think every Friday night his family would like have like poker tournaments, but they'd just take my money. <laughs> hey, come over and play some games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're like just twenty bucks, just twenty bucks, and then think it'd be gone. And yeah. Just like, Dang it. So, something that we like to talk about all the time is like <clears throat> how okay, you're from Long Beach, yeah. Seal Beach yeah. is your home break. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not that great. Yeah. Right. No. And then you start getting better. And your talent takes you to different places, yep. right? How fucking crazy is it when you, you know, when you start getting better and you want to surf better waves and then you go up to Huntington and you're like, fuck, it's way better in Huntington, uh-huh. you know? Totally. And then you get to lowers and you're like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. This is the best wave on the planet. Totally. Right? It's it's so weird. It's definitely, it was a, took me a, a second to figure out that out, though, like, when I first started, like, surfing and stuff, because i just go hang out with Sam Brickwire and, like, surf Seal Beach all the time, you know, yeah. and then we show up for a WSA event. Well, that's and, what's good yeah. about the events, yeah. is because that gets you out of your, yeah. like, Comfort your town. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I think, yeah, like, once I started doing the Huntington contest is when I started, like, surfing there more, really. So I mostly was just stuck in... And seal, seal, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Until you got your license. Until I got my license. Well, that and making mom. connections with other surfers too. Yeah. You know, you're like, I needed the You're in the water, them. like trying I, to figure out who the older dudes are and where they're going. And like, can I, can I sit in the back? Can exactly. I, you know, I, I wasn't going to the beaches like by myself. I think my mom, before I got my license, she would just drop me off at like HSS at like twenty bucks, and then I would like hang out and just like surf, come in, have like a bagel at HSS, and then like go back out. Me and Margarita were like best buds. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, how are you doing today, Nolan? I'm like, good. How's work going? You know, just like sitting on the stair set watching the TV. Yeah. Like, acting like it's my own house. <laughs> Though that's what HSS was like back when we were there. It's, really? It was basically like a clubhouse and, uh-huh. you know, People just go way out. more Groms would hang out there than they do now, but yeah. Yeah. hopefully they're doing it but again. But Groms now have the electric bike, like Mer- the yeah. Merc bikes and stuff. Yeah. Like everyone, I see nowadays, especially now in the summertime, everyone's got their electric bike. Yeah. And like, that's just as good as having a car, pretty much. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I, Pierre was my my <clears throat> spot, but then you would hear like you know the waves and Newport would be going off, yeah. and it would be like 
fuck, that's so far to pedal too, especially after you surf for a few hours and yeah. going upwind the whole way home. South wind or north yeah, wind. Yeah, you're just like ruined. So you're like, it would all, you know, you're always trying to hitch a Did ride. Did you take a bus but, ever? Dude, I used to take buses to lowers. I've here. done it a few times. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, I was freaking, I'm going to lowers for the day. Yeah. Up on the bus. But uh, now the take you three hours on the bus? Totally. It, it was two and about a two and a half. Yeah. yeah, like it was gnarly. But, you know, it was only a dollar something each way. Uh-huh. Usually I hitch a ride home, I'd see people from like Huntington or Newport. And, yeah. You know. It's easy to find someone out. On the way home. Like, yeah. hey, when are you guys going home? Can I hitch a ride? <laughs> yeah, at least get you up to this like to the hood. parking lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what um what was your first board sponsor? Chaz. So Chaz. Charlie, yeah, Chaz Wickwire would he gave me or he didn't give me, um, he sponsored me and I had a good handful, I think at least like half a dozen boards I got from him, maybe more. And then I started coaching with uh, Matt McCabe um, at Lowe's, he'd come down in the summertime and like my dad would film him and then my dad would like just ask if he would like coach me because he was like the best ripper we'd watch at Lowe's all the time. And Matt then, McCabe. Yeah. And uh, and so then he was like, oh yeah, like you might like some of these Roberts, you know, and then he like introduced me to Rob and um, then that's how I got hooked up with Rob and then was with Rob for like over, maybe like over 10 years, yeah, like around 10 years I was with Roberts and he made really good boards. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then after that, yeah, I went to Paisal like the last two years now and couldn't ask for anything better really. Yeah. Uh-huh. So how long did you uh, work with McCabe? Uh, maybe just that summer. It might have been two summers. I can't remember because he was still young. Like he was like trying to like live his life too. It wasn't, he wasn't like Christian, you know, or he, Christian grinds. Like he knows... Like, he wants to make money, and he is always, like, just, like, you know, grinding, you know, doing his work. But, like, Matt was, like, still pursuing professional surfing. He had, like, a girlfriend, and, like, it was kind of a little bit more, like, unorganized when we were working with Matt. But he was, like, flat-out ripped, you know. I love watching him surf. Yeah. Uh-huh. And how did you get, was it Frankie that introduced you to Grindzy? I don't did think you... so. I think it was the uh, other way around, I think. Christian introduced me to Frankie. I, I just like knew Christian from surfing all the time. Because Christian was on the Fox, the Fox team, team and yeah. he was yeah uh-huh. starting to do his coaching stuff on the side because he was still trying to be the pro surfer, right? Totally, Both yeah. Hand yeah. Hand uh-huh. and it was funny because yeah, he was like, he was done with his career. It seemed like when he was the team manager with Fox, like he was like maybe on Fox for a year, I think, as like a professional, and then they wanted him to be like team the, the guy. TM guy. Yeah. And so then like that's when he got me on. And I remember we'd go out and, like, film or whatever, and I'd think, like, oh, yeah, this is TM. Like, he's going to, like, give me waves to get clips and stuff. And we'd go out to the lineup, and he'd be, like, fully snaking waves and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, dude, I'm trying to get clips for the Fox video. Like, what's going on? Christian? Me too, bro. Yeah, Christian's like, bro, I'm getting my clips too. <laughs> but it's classic. Yeah. Got to gotta get the spotlight. Yeah, oh, for sure. But, I mean, he freaking ripped. He was ripping way harder than me back then, so, like, it was understandable. So... ISA, you made the final. Mm-hmm. That put the idea of this is going to be your career. Yes. Well, I think it was there, but it gave you the confidence. Like, exactly. I can yeah. do this. Yes, you know, like because totally. I mean, your early days, you're like looking at the mags and looking at the people, and you're like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I yeah. want to be that. You don't I want think to be that. It could but, be a reality, and then like and you're like, oh wait, like I, it really could be a reality. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of progress to be made as a 
like a surfer in those adolescent years, you know, from physique changes to just cert, like contest knowledge to whatever. Because there's a there's and a few few years there that are su- super impressionable on like yeah. you know some kids kind of stay stagnant, some just explode in a really short period of time. Like uh, you won't you don't you won't know uh, somebody's gonna be like possibly on tour until they're like. 19 like they're for they, sure they gotta get over the adult age they gotta get yeah. through the adolescence put 18, the muscle back on at and 18 some people still surf like groms you know yeah yeah know? yeah it's it's wild on different yeah bodies some some look really mature young and some might have the technique but just are soft and yeah. don't have the power and it's yeah it's definitely sure. based on yeah physique a lot you know definitely but some just plateau yeah. you know so then you, you got on roberts Huh. After the, I was on ISA Roberts. Or? I was on Roberts before the ISA event. Okay. Yeah, I was on Roberts since I was like, I want to say 14, 14. So it was like when I was still on Quicksilver. Okay. Uh huh. And then, and it's it's crazy. Like not saying that Chaz, because they're all great shapers. Yeah. But they all have different styles. Totally. And, you know, sometimes, you have to find the right shaper, to get. That fits your style, your 100%. the way the rails are, the co- the bottom contours, whatever it is, because yeah. everyone shapes different. Yeah, especially, you know. Yeah, I oh you're one hundred percent like. Yeah, I mean I I, what's the one uh, Almeric Flyer? Remember that came out? It's yeah. like oh it's the best board. And I I rode a few of them. And I'm like, things a plug. I hate this. Thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like just. Yeah, like different people's style, the way their weight transfer, you know, and one model for a particular shaper could be like the go-to for somebody else, but it just doesn't work for you. So, yeah, yeah you really have to kind of try a d- bunch of different shapers experiment. and experiment yeah, yeah. to kind of like see what does and doesn't work. But most shapers shape incredible boards. It's just, it's never going to, you know, it's yeah. rare it happens on the first model, the first time and this, you got to yeah, kind of work like through with, it. With Chaz, I was still a grom. I have no idea what a good and bad board was. You know, I was like, this is a perfect board because it's my size. Yeah. Um, but then like Roberts even, like it took me a while to really understand like what I was writing. Like, I mean, I didn't grow that much. Like when I was a grom, I was always small, but like I just like didn't really know what I was looking for. Like I didn't know if I wanted single or double or how thick it was supposed to be. I'd keep my width like super narrow the whole time. I didn't think I was growing. I thought I was like staying the same size or something. And then like it just it took took me a while to figure it out. I think like by the time like that ISA event came like is when I started to like kind of understand what I like. You know? Yeah. And shaping ground boards seems to be like not niche, but it, it's definitely like a skill set based on like board building. You yeah, know, totally. in general, and yeah. kind of like with guns or like big wave boards, like that's another, you know. Well, there's different kind of aspects to some categories. Some categories. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it seems like it's e- it's even a newer category because there's more and more fucking Rippers. bombs ripping. Yeah. Totally. The need, you know, equipment that fits their body. Dude, when I would go into HSS back in the day, like I said. I would go in there, and all the boards were like, you know, for adult sizes, and yeah. then now they'd have like there. four. They'd have yeah, like four little. Now they have the now. mini like Kelly Slater board. They got the mini drivers. They got all the boards in there. Yeah. The There's four twos in there. Like, dude, nobody yeah. was putting this in surf shops. No, back you then. would have to custom order everything. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do the buying at HSS, uh-huh. and every board started at like at least five ten. Yeah, yeah. You know? I know. I go in there like, there's no point for me to look at this. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> They're all too big. You put on there like, oh, that's a boat. Yeah. There was maybe one board I remember I wanted to get from, 
from HSS when I was a grom, and it was like an Alaya. They had like a glass Alaya on. I was like, oh, I want this thing so bad. And I think my dad got it for me for Christmas or something. Alaya with yeah, thinness, thinness, right? yeah. It was yeah. like a it's like a normal sur- surfboard look, but like Alaya shape, but it was all glass and just fiberglass or whatever. Did so you ride that? Thing? I rode it. Yeah, it was sick. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so we're. Surf and sport. What was your like your local like hangout shop like HSS for sure. For sure. But I was sponsored by Caton actually. So Caton was like your. Kind I wouldn't of- hang out there though because there was like nothing to do there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's not like across the street from Surfside. Yeah, it's still pretty sleepy like, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it's a little sleepy. But I was sponsored by Caton. I get I get their trunks like these old school ones. Yeah. Me. Um, but HSS like I would hang out there every single day. I think like I want to try to remember who would hang out there with me. John Mel would hang out there with me. Like, maybe Dylan Horde was hanging out there with me. I always had a buddy hanging out with me there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how how perfect is it? You know, they have Java Point there. Yeah. And oh, you just run there. across the street. Yeah. Go surfing. Come, come back. Talk to Pesh. Talk to Pesh. <laughs> yeah. Watch some videos, yeah. baby. You're like, oh, the comp's on. I'll hang out here all day. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it is. Like, what kind of clubhouse is it in? You know, yeah. is it, they got TVs. They... You know, got a little lounge area. They got, you know. Totally. Because some, some shops are not stuffy, but they're just like, look, kid, we're doing business. Yeah. And they're not, it's not. It's not inviting. Yeah, yeah. it's not inviting. Yeah. And then there's some that's like complete opposites. Like, how do you guys stay in business? This is like a clubhouse. Like, you guys yeah. sell anything? No, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so, ISA, you, you did good. Mm-hmm. Proved to yourself this could be a career. Yeah. What was the next step? The next step. Like, was still, like, the amateur events, really, but... Continued in it, it was, like, slightly going into the junior pros, which, like, he started to touch on a little bit. Um, I, I was still doing Surfing Americas and Nationals and all that stuff, but, like, all the older guys, like Parker Coffin and I think Geiselman, all those guys were doing the junior pros. And so I think I started when I was, like, 16 going over. And back then it was 21 and under for the junior pros, so, like... Guys were old, you know. Guys were older, at least. I mean, not Parker and them are only a couple years older than me. Um, but so my first years doing the junior pros, I was losing a lot. And then I think my my last year when I, they changed it, they changed it like after my first year of junior pros that they're gonna go 18 and under now. And so then it was like one more year for these guys to compete in them, and then they aged out. And then it was my turn to be like my age division. And then that year that it was my division. I ended up like getting second place in almost like every single one of the junior pros. Damn. Um, the first one was at Cabo, and I was winning the whole thing, like the, the whole heat. And then Griffin got away with like 20 seconds or 30 seconds left and did like a huge air and got the score. And I was like walking up the beach crying. And then there was another one I got second in. I think Griffin got me. Oh no, it was here at Newport. They had one at 5 6. And that was the sickest one because the waves were fire. They had one there? Wow. Yeah, they had one. They used to have a 5-4, but since the sandbar was so good at 5-6, yeah. they held it there. And so all me and all my buddies, John, uh, Josh Burke was staying in town. Everyone from all over that we're best friends with were staying at Tyler's house right here on Brookers. And it was just like pretty much a big, not like a party, but like it was just a big frat house pretty much. And we were all competing in the contest. And me and Tyler were in the final, and Tyler ended up winning it, which... Like, he deserved to win it. He's That's his way, pretty much. Right. Um, and then we went to Virginia Beach, and it was me and Griffin in the final again. I mean, there's four of us, but it was, I remember Griffin was winning, or I was winning the whole heat, and Griffin got a wave at the end. I finally beat him. I was like, thank God. <laughs> um, 
And then didn't that's, that, didn't dude, that what a sparring thorn. partner, though. Oh, the, I know. Thorn in your side, though. Like, just that guy that just... Always gets you. Always gets okay, you. Okay, but what's a better story, though, is that in, for nationals, it was, you know, me, Jake, and Griffin, who were always like... They, Jake and Griffin would usually win every single one of them, but I would win, like, a couple here and there. And so we're at Westerns. Jake beat me. I was winning both divisions, and Jake beat me last couple seconds in both divisions. And so Nationals comes along, and I'm winning the final Nationals, like Open Men's or whatever, U16, I think it was, boys. And uh, I'm winning with two sevens. Jake's in second, needs like a 7.5, and Griffin's like way down the beach tower, like three or five, and needs like an 8.5. And I was like, all right, well, wait, yeah. No, it's the opposite. Griffin needed a 7, and Jake needed, like, an 8.5. But since Jake kept beating me, yeah. I was like, I'm not sitting on Griffin. I'm sitting on Jake. Like, he always beats me in these things. Like, And so Jake's just... Yeah, you had to choose. Yeah. Had, they were so far apart. Yeah, and, they were far apart, but, like, Jake uh, needed less. And so I'm like, I'm going to sit on Jake. And Jake's just, like, calling me an idiot the whole time, screaming at me. And in the last seconds, like, Griffin gets the score and comes in. And I go to the beach, and Jake's whole family's, like, screaming at me, like, why are you such an idiot? And all this stuff. And <laughs> You're pissed at, yeah. pissed at you yeah. sitting on him? Because I wasn't supposed to sit on Technically, you're supposed to sit on second the place, guy, yeah. you know? And yeah. there was, like, plenty of time left, too. Like, it was just, like, it's, it's happened to me so many times last couple but seconds. Griffin got the score? Yeah, Griffin got the score and won Nationals. Uh, but, yeah, it was, that's it. What'd you get, second? I don't remember. <laughs> but that's, like, I mean... You know, in hindsight, you don't. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Like at, at that time, yeah, it is. But time. now it's like to have, like Lennon said, those like sparring partners that just yeah just push you and elevate. You know, totally. like all of you guys, because you, you know that rivalry is like yeah, can't really the yeah, best burnt fire in, in me for sure. But yeah, Griffin I mean, was yeah. the most competitive for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hence he's killing it on tour right now. Yeah. That guy's a freaking machine. Seriously. Yeah. So both those guys have made it. On tour. Yeah. I'm waiting. <laughs> I know. but Paying, paying your dues and, and making it happen. Yeah. I huh. think you're on the cusp, right? Thank you. I, I agree. For sure. I mean, I had this one result in Bobolito. I missed the first two events because I technically didn't qualify for the Challenger Series. Um, top eight um, qualified from, from your region, North America. And so I was like spot 10. But since I did so good in the Challengers last year... They gave me the first ultimate spot into all the events, which, like, usually people tell you that kind of thing, I want to say. Like, Brian Robbins would give out the wild card, you know, gave the wild card to Cade because he was injured. I was also injured last year, which is totally understandable. Like, Cade had a really bad back injury, and he's been killing Cade it this Madsen. year. Cade Madsen, yeah. Um, but I was up hoping for the wild card, and I was really pleading it to Brian, and he gave it to Cade, which is understandable. And then... Like, two comps were coming up. I didn't even sign up for them because I was like, there's no, like, I'm not getting in. Like, there's no possible way of me getting in. And so then after the sign-ups closed and they had the sheets up, it showed Sheldon Simkis, who finished one spot ahead of me last year but didn't qualify for the Challenger Series, was the first alternate. And so I would be right below him in the alternate list if uh, if I would have signed up. Mm. And so... Also, during the Snapper event this year, my brother had his wedding in Cabo, which I was never going to miss that, for sure. I was going to miss Snapper to see my yeah. brother's wedding. Um, so then after those two events, they had Bolito. Does your brother know, man? What the heck? Dude, yeah. I don't know what happened on that planning. Like, he knew the contest was the exact same time the year before, um, 
but I, I, I did that at a uh, lowers lowers uh, event like by tour event same thing made the finals but he couldn't make well, it well it was a quarter semis finals like the, the last day oh. you know and it, it was, was like a wedding it was balmy his brother's wedding it was like and you were the best man yeah, yeah. yeah. it was like you know it's lowers lowers but it was like lowers going fucking Richter. off yeah. and I'm like the guys that I've eaten the court or the whatever round to get in the quarters, they were so mad because I'm like they're collecting their money, you know, because like, you go you know lose, go oh, get your lose, money, and I'm like, yeah, I'll take my I'm check like, Ian and Alyssa who run in the events. I'm like, hey, I, I'm not gonna be here tomorrow. It's my I'll brother's wedding. Yeah. yeah, I'll go. You can just pay me out, and I'm I'm taking off. And those guys were so mad. <laughs> oh at me. my god, I was bummed too. Who's and mad at you? But the guys I beat in the, yeah. in the heat because I just left a spot open. There was a three-man quarterfinal oh, going. I would have kept a oh. secret for a while if you could have. You, you know? know, I you know whatever. But they were just like, "You motherfucker, you're not even gonna be here." And I'm like, "Those guys, you know." I'm like, dude, I'm trying to make some money. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, it's rough. But you know, whatever. It's family yeah. shirts. Yeah, yeah. You know? But if you're the best man, especially you know, like, yeah. you're not gonna yeah. miss your brother's it's family. And uh, your you know, brother would be pissed. You guys are gonna be raging in Cabo. Dude, it was a fun time <laughs> for sure. I know, so, I'm gonna have to plan my wedding like doing something important for him. So can you can you explain like this challengers series because it's like only eight per region. Yes. So it's eight from changing. North America, eight from Hawaii, no. eight from like, it's so can, technical and really hard to explain to people that might not know. You know what? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I'm like I don't understand. So, before COVID, it was one world ranking, remember? Yep. And you can go to any single event around the world, whatever rating event it was, if you could get into it, you wanted to do it, especially the 10 stars and the 10 thousands. Um, so after COVID, they wanted to make it more simple and easier for everyone like in their country to just qualify for these high rated events. So now it's like a three tier system where it's the world tour with the top 32, yep. then there's the challenger series, and then the qualifying series. And so the qualifying series is where we all have to start. In your home. In, in your region. region. Yes. So there's the Brazil region. There's the Asia region. There's Hawaii region. Hawaii and, uh, and Tahiti region. Mm -hmm. And then Australia, uh, Europe. Europe. Yeah. And so on or whatever. There's like that many regions. Um, but so Hawaii only gets five spots because there's less surfers. Okay. Asia, I think, only gets five spots as well. Australia gets eight. Um, North America. North America gets eight. Brazil gets eight, and Europe gets eight. Um, so. So what the, is that total format like? A six. It comes 60, into eighty. It's eighty. Eight round of eighty is what it starts in for the Challenger Series. But so, you have to get top eight in each of those regions or top five, and then you go to the Challenger Series, which starts halfway through the year. Um, and so they seed each each region together. And they take the surfers from the world tour that fell off in the first half mm. and combine them into the Challenger Series. So while the world tour is going on, the Challenger Series is going on at the same time. And so then the top 10 surfers from the Challenger Series move up into the world tour. Um, but they change it each year because the year before, when I, I did good at Snapper, um, it was top 96 so each region had 10 surfers yeah um and now it's back down to now it's back down Sorry. to 80 yeah or eight um yeah i mean it's it's all difficult like but then also there there's extra spots for ct surfers that want to do the challenger series because the wsl wants the ct surfers bring names to bring names, names yeah. more viewers all that stuff so they keep all these open spots for the surfers that want to come do it um 
But so that's how it opens up, guys. And, and that's by their choice. They don't have to. Yeah. They, the surfers don't have to. Last okay. year, they had to do at least one. That's what I thought. Okay, yes, one. last year. This year, they don't have to do them anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but you never really want to have one of those guys in your heat because, like, Felipe signed up for the U.S. Open. Yes. And, like, if you have Felipe in your heat, you might as well just take second place or, you know. Fuck. Yeah. That guy's going to win the heat, probably. Um, but it's also... You've, you've taken down some big names. Well, it, it definitely it fires you up, for sure, when you have when you have someone like that in your heat. Like, I remember I had Kolohe in three of my heats at the Open the first year I did it. I had Julian Wilson in a couple of my heats, uh, Snapper. Like, it's always... Whenever a CT surfer comes into the heat, like, it definitely fires me up to, like, send it more. And those guys do want to perform at their home breaks, too. So definitely. if they're, at, yeah. you know, Snapper, or, you know, I know Philippe lives down in San Clemente, but... I'm sure sponsors and stuff want them here at the U.S. Open, and yeah. you know why? You know, like everybody I mean, wants. Last last year when I was in Brazil for the Challenger Series, Gabriel, Zhao, like all these really good surfer, um, Yago was in it, like yeah. and all the best Brazilians. And then Gabriel goes ahead and just wins the contest. You know, yeah. it takes away the points from the surfers that want to try and get on the tour. Right. Which it's I and mean, it's not even about the money or whatever. Yeah, it's just no about, blame to yeah. them. You know, they were ripping; they deserved it. But you're just like, dude, this is. Two two events before two events before the the qualifying like it's you so can't just gnarly. like give us a little break. You're here. already gonna make it, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you already won the title, bud. So, but that's so, so wild on that. It's, there, and there's there's so many like wild cards from each region, and then also WSL wild cards that are combined into like the challengers yeah. and the road tour. So that's why it's really confusing as well. Like since I didn't qualify, I'm the second alternate. But so nobody, like I said, nobody told me that since I did good the year before that I'm going to be a high-rated alternate. The alternate list is like a whole nother like, Fudge, yeah. Yeah, drama thing because there's guys like Taj Limlad who got ninth here in the region, placed higher than me. But since I did good last year in the Challengers, they're going to put me above him. And then there's like other guys that didn't even qualify that are like above other people. It's really Sounds like he just got a win events and be good. Sounds like yeah. you just got to sign <laughs> up, too. It sounds like, yeah, yeah, you have to be the top eight surfer. It's really hard, you know? Yeah. Really hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that Slater Coop's taking a spot on the tour for one of these, like, <laughs> wild card guys. <laughs> he got the wild card again. I know. So, what was the in his injuries um, held you back? A little bit, yeah. Um, so, in 2020, um, during COVID, I tore my meniscus here in Newport. And uh, I didn't know what to do about it. Like, I thought that it was just going to, like, you know, work itself out. And then I went in to see Dr. Kramer. And uh, Got to go clean it up. Yeah, so he's, like, got an MRI. He's moving my legs around. And he's like, you know, you need to get an MRI on your hip, too, because that doesn't sound too good either. Like, let's, before we go into your knee surgery, just get an MRI on your hip for me, and then we'll come back and just make sure everything's good. And so I'm like, okay. Get a hip, a hip MRI, and it comes back. So, okay, so that surgery we're going into for your knee is actually going to be your hip surgery, and then six weeks later we're going to do your knee. And so I was like, whoa, whoa, what? I'm going. Do you have hip I, issues before? Yeah, I had a torn labor. I mean, I was dealing with hip issues, but yeah. it only kind of bothered me like if I was grinding small waves and mm. stuff. If there was big waves, it didn't really matter. Yeah, um, it's always small waves that just tweak you. Totally. <laughs> and so yeah, we but you went. didn't think it was that bad. I, I mean, I didn't even know it was torn. I had no idea. I was just, just like, things, sore things clicks everywhere. Yeah, yeah, sore, achy. Like, some days I just like, I can't surf. It's too small, all this that stuff. Um, but, I mean, I was still surfing before I hurt my knee, and it was so, so it felt fine. Yeah. Um, so then we go into that surgery on October 1st, and then November 11th of 2020, I had my knee surgery. 
And so then the whole rest of that year, I was pretty much like in crutches and like rehabbing. And then I think by like January 1st, I had my first session, which was like just going straight and kind of bogging. And um, kind of like Lennon? <laughs> no. How dare you? How fucking easy. This is Aki over here. <laughs> um, but then. Um, what was that? Well, like the rehab was pretty intense right after that. So, yeah, right? They right after the hip surgery, I had to go into rehab with like my crutches and like relearn how to walk, relearn how to balance. And then I had my knee surgery, and it was just like all strengthening my quads and stuff. I was doing a lot of biking and like seeing um, Dr. G here in Costa Mesa, just like muscle work, all that stuff. And so then by March of 2021, is when I started to be able to surf pretty decent again. I could do a couple airs and stuff. And then they didn't have contests because of the COVID. And that's when they started the Challenger Series that year. And so I was technically in the 10,000s before COVID. And then I wasn't, I wasn't in the US Open or any of the Challenger Series because I wasn't like high rated in North America, but I was, the way the ranking was before, it was just like completely different. And so they finally, they gave me a wild card in the US Open, and then that's when I did really good in that third, right after, like a year after my injury. Or, oh, Isn't that wild? Yeah. You're taking all that time off, you're just kind of re- rehabbing, well, rebuilt, rehabilitating, and you come, the contest come back on, and you have one of your biggest results. Totally. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm bummed. Things happen for a reason. Yeah. But it's a bummer to, you know, talk to you and learn that your sparring partners are griffin and jake marshall uh-huh. right yeah and how you know you would make finals with those guys mm-hmm. right yeah and you know it is what it is but it's kind of cool to hear and sad to hear mm. that fuck dude your injuries held you back a little bit not you like know? too much it was it was actually the perfect time to have the surgery and yeah. all that stuff but, but I you mean, know what i'm saying like totally I like, just, the momentum and out like, of yeah. out of COVID, who's on tour? Yeah. Jake Marshall. Jake Marshall maybe, and yeah. fucking you know Griffin made it maybe a year yeah, before. Yeah, a couple of years or something. Yeah. Like that, yeah, but I mean, like you're right there. Totally. Those are the guys that you're like making finals with, you know. Yeah. And when I watch you surf, I'm like, fuck, that guy surfs really good. Thank you. Like I said, I mean, yeah. you're you're reminding me of Wilco when Wilco was on fucking fire. Thank you. Because. Yeah. As we were talking earlier, in my mind, I remember watching a contest in Hawaii. I think it was either Sunset or Haleiwa. Uh-huh. Did you surf in both yes, of those? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And you, uh, did you make the finals in one of those? No. Or like, I made a couple heats, though. I had a couple highlight heats. Which one was sure. it? Was it Haleiwa that I you did? I think Haleiwa was my best performance yeah. maybe on in a heat um but sunset i was actually making more heats by, but because it's like you can make heats at sunset with like eight totals you know like it's so hard for people to serve. so hard yeah. yeah yeah but i remember going holy fuck who is this kid <laughs> you know ripping it he's you know they say he's from long beach because i think that's when you first showed up on my radar like oh. i was like whoa this kid's long fucking beach? ripping yeah, yeah. i like, know I'm from Long Beach, but <laughs> but yeah, it was like a, a contest in Hawaii, and that was like 2019, maybe. Yeah, it was yeah, before was you got hurt, right? Yeah, that was 2019. I was dealing yeah. with my hip back then, though. Um, I didn't know it was torn, 
But yeah, no, Jake. Do you remember uh, how, like, a, a specific wave or injury? I do remember specifically surfing Surfside, and I was just, like, skimboard, not skimboarding, but, like, skim surfing my way into a wave, and I went yeah. for a turn, and I just, like, kind of felt, felt like, it strain. a little strain, yeah, and then yeah. after that, it was, like, winter season was coming up, and my dad and everyone wanted to go snowboarding, and I was like, dude, I can barely walk on my hip right now. I don't think snowboarding's going to help it at all. Yeah. Um, but, it, like, it just it'd come in waves, you know, it would be, like, super sore for one month, and then it would be fine for a couple months, you know? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just sometimes those injuries, you're either knowing you're fucked, up, like, right away, or sometimes it's just, like, a little strain, it's yeah. nagging, and yeah. it just doesn't go away, but yeah. there's an underlying issue, it sounds like totally that. Totally, it was. It kind of just didn't, I felt like know. it was major, but just would go away. Yeah, yeah. That, that surfing's hard on the hips, too. Like, Super yeah. hard. Everything, on the whole a body. Lot, a lot of people have had the, the hip surgery before. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. We know a lot of people with hip surgeries, <laughs> especially at their age. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad I'm, I'm above dirt right now. You know, like, huh. Yeah, I got a bad back. I can barely move. So, so okay, after you do your rehab back on the contest circuit yeah. third at open yeah who uh was that the one um uh was that 21 21? 21 that was the year griffin I griffin think, one yes griffin griffin and Igarashi in the final no it was griffin and jake marshall because jake oh jake marshall. Son, right? yeah but that i think that was maybe the year prior there was griffin and kanoa in the final um, and then Kanoa won back yeah. to back, and then Griffin and Kanoa were in the semi in 2021, and so that was like their rematch. And then Griffin beat Jake to win the final. And then after that, you know, we only had three more events left, and uh, felt like I was still—I never had like a big breakout result like that, you know. So I didn't really know what to think of it, um, and so now, you know, I didn't do that great the rest of the year. I finished like. 30th or something on the tour and then um, the year afterwards is when we started at Snapper and so I started again with a good result and yeah. then lost at the next event which was whatever like a, you have up and downs and then I came home and like re-aggravated my knee um, it kind of just like it popped but it like I went to the doctor they're like no this you don't need surgery like it'll be fine and it just never really got better the whole rest of the season um, and so that's why I missed a bunch of regional events that's why I didn't qualify for the challengers this year um, and so I feel like now that I've had those experiences of like getting the result and then like fumbling the rest of the year yeah like it's really like just like I, I just feel like I've learned so much in my experiences and like my perspectives on things um, yeah. that now I'm happy that I started the season off again with another good result and I just feel like I can be a lot more relaxed and chill with like how I approach things now. Yeah. You know, not like I mean after after you have a good result, you just like you your your head gets super big and yeah. you think you're the man, you know. And it's just like you're not. There's so many guys that can can do this. Like it's not it's kind of luck, but it's also like it's you just gotta like keep playing. You gotta be in the moment. So Bolito, that when you just got fit, that was the first. Challenger series for that this I, that, that I did. Oh, you did. I, well, outside of Snapper, you missed for your, I missed your brothers. I missed Snapper and I missed the Narabin contest. Oh, there's a Narabin one. Uh-huh. Okay, that's what I was trying uh-huh. to figure out. So there's been so how many? There's been two events. There is a total of six events this year, and they keep four events. So I went to Bolito. I kind of was like overdoing the Challengers a little bit because I didn't think I was going to get into them. Yeah. But then I, once I realized I could get into them, 
I was like, I can't really miss Bolito because there's only four events left. And yeah, you keep, gotta do them all. They keep your four results. So I was like, you know, if I don't do go good in Bolito and I don't go good at the Open, then like I'm just not gonna do the rest of them. You know? Yeah. Like, but you got a good start. Yeah, I got a good start. So you have the Bolito done. Yep. U.S. Open's the next one. Yep. U.S. Open next weekend. And then. And then after that, it's Portugal at Aracera. Nice. Um, and then the last one, which usually is Haleiwa, is now um, Sacarema in Brazil. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Uh, so no Haleiwa or just they another just, They canceled Haleiwa. Damn. Yeah. So, damn. Uh-huh. Um. You're gonna fucking make it this year, bro. I hope so. It'd be, it'd be awesome if I just like keep all four of my results and they all are good results, you know? Yeah. Um, is, do you like this mid-year cutoff shit, or do you rather just have it go full year and full? Change? I would. I mean, the way where the waves are located on the tour, it just doesn't seem natural to me to have a cut because yeah. every single wave at the start of the season is like either like a big burgery like crappy right yeah. or like a like a gnarly barrel, you know. And so there's not, like, a lot of, like, leeway for, like, surfers that have, like, I don't know, are better in other conditions, you know? Right. Like, if, say it's a goofy fitter like myself, it's, it's going to be challenging if I qualify and try and surf Margaret's, Bell's, and Sunset, you know? Like, three big burgery rights, you know? Yeah. It's going to be hard kind of backside, I feel like. Um, but, but your backside's your forte. I like it, yeah. you know? I do prefer going backside. But it just doesn't give you it the... It doesn't give a variety. Yeah, the, yeah. Whole, the whole year you're looking at all these lineups and like, you're just okay, like... Okay, the same Kyla Belly is going to do good. Like, yeah, the, know, wave, like, the wave, the surf ranch, you know? It's yeah. like, yeah, it's, you know... I like Portugal. Portugal's a sick one. Like, Pipe's cool to start at, whatever. Um, but, like, yeah, keep Sunset or keep Margaret's, but then you should add... Another like, point break another, or another like a left like, or a beach break or something, just so that there's like a more of a variety for the surfers to have chances or opportunities to like show at the beginning of the year to show like what they're good at, you yeah. know. Especially at the beginning of the year, yeah. With the mid-year cutoff, uh-huh. like. But if they keep it the same same locations, and I I don't like the mid-year cut. Yeah. Yeah, but if they changed it, then. Yeah, I just I, I feel like it's hard on the on the guys in the challenger series, and it's hard on the guys on tour not getting that full like. Oh, it's heavy. Totally. Like, it's heavy because, you know, all these years, it, it's kind of unfair that all these years, prior competitors, you know, had a full season, had a full season, yeah. and and they made twice as much money as they did. You know? yeah, yeah, and now they only get half of their their checks. You know. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you know you need that kind of like variety because sometimes some people do but I mean it's all like your talent and what you do with it right totally. but if you're gonna make it like fair <laughs> you, you gotta have the whole season and a variety of ways to 100%. show what you you know what you could do I mean the world tour is only 11 events you know yeah. like it's not I mean it seems like a lot but like when you start diet you know dissecting where they're at and whatever yeah. and you know and you add in the qualifier and the challenge you know then then there's a shitload of events but yeah. if you're just like you're 11 just events on, like yeah. that's it's not that many you know it's compared to coming coming from like where have you been like from amateur to the qs to you're competing like a few times a month like totally. almost every other week you totally. know to where now you're going to the tour and it's like that's all you're focused on just yeah. ele- you know so which it makes it more prestigious and it makes it more, yeah. you know, consequential when there's less contests. Yeah. 
But 11, there's 12 months out but, of the year. But I'm just getting the mindset of mid-year cutoff. Like, you know, yeah. you're, you're guys that are used to just like getting on a roll for a while or just getting a, a good result and have, you don't have that. You gotta be on yeah. those first five. Like, yeah. you, there's no down. There's one result will take you out of that you like mid-year first, cutoff. Yeah, That's what I mean. So it's like, it just gets harder and harder. Like ele- going from where you were at to 11, okay, that's cool. Okay, I got 11 events to kind of like yeah. figure things out. Yeah. Now you're like, now you got five events. You got five events. That's yeah. it's fucking gnarly. It is. And it sucks with the, even the, the top five. I think that sucks. Yeah. I agree. I don't think that like is like What if you won fair. all, what if you won six out of the, 11 and then you fucking well, lose. Well look at Carissa. Carissa dominated last year and yeah. then Sally comes and takes her throne and it's like she has how many ti- like seven or eight world titles now and you're like technically you don't like technically Carissa does but you yeah. did win that day. You That's know? the asterisk yeah, in, yeah, it's in an the asterisk. world again. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. It's definitely weird and this one's going to be really interesting for the guys I feel like because I think Toledo's got it like yeah. kind of taken over pretty much. He's going to be number one yeah. but like Griffin can come out like, I, you know, re- really win that thing. I mean, lowers it's anybody's game, but it, it but is. It shouldn't just come down to like one day. It should be like a, a playoff. So it should be like maybe three events, like with those five series, guys. You know? Yeah, like yeah. take those, you know, five dudes and do three events in three different locations and do like a proper like playoff like. Yeah, but season. they did that the whole season, you know. I know, right? <laughs> so it's just now you're back to like. You're like, yeah. why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I mean, maybe. We're just stuck in our old ways, but yeah, I mean, whoever has the most points at the end of the year should be the fucking winner, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, that's what every sport is, right? The most points wins. Felipe this year did no worse than an equal 17th on tour. That was his worst result. Every other one was a quarterfinal or better. So Mr. Consistent. And yeah. Mr. Consistent. Like, and, and there's been a couple won, of He just won titles. today. And he just yeah. won today. Yeah. 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 But there's only, you know, out of the 50, you know, whatever, how long they've been doing the world title since mid-70s, you know, how many won the title without winning an event? Only like one or two years out of yeah, all of those, probably, you know, yeah. where like the I, world champion has won. P, is PT one of the guys that won the title without winning a contest? I, I think it, he's like, yeah, the first year because there was two different tours. What's the other one, do you know? Uh, I think it was maybe? CJ. CJ 2001? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And there might have been one more. I don't know. Parko won. He won at Pipe at the last at event. Yeah. The last That's event. Right. Yeah. He would have won the title, but was that fifteen or something? Uh, I'm not really bad with statistics, yeah. but yeah. So I don't know, but you know, so it's it is a. I think it should be points at the end of the year who's yeah. most consistent and, and performed the best, regardless if you won events. If you got eight second places, like dude, you're the most consistent. It doesn't really matter. Totally. Yeah. You know, totally. you deserve to be king. Well, they they the made a, they made something new. I think this last season where like they. You get a trophy still for being the most consistent surfer, I think. Yeah. I forget what they called it. I remember Carissa got one or something. Yeah, well, you know, it all it all trickles down into, like, you know, sponsors, incentives, and, and money, and bonuses, and, totally. you know, all, yeah. everything. You so, know? yeah, what is that? How does that work, then, if you're to Felipe, and you won the whole the whole series, the season, but then you, do you get your incentive for that, or do you have to win the final five to get your incentive? You, know? you, you have so, to win the final five, right? You know, it's, there's probably it's been some, some contra- contract yeah. changes yeah. for sure. You know, like you watch surfers get paid. How surfers I have, get, yeah, I yeah. have. Uh-huh. How gnarly is that? A lot of it's crazy. Like, I have no idea about some of it, you know? <laughs> How much money uh, 
Carissa made with Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, Are you trying to get that Red Bull, Red Bull contract? I just want in my contract that uh, I get first class tickets to everyone. Oh, out. man. <laughs> Who had that one, like Jordy or somebody? Well, I mean, just landing like a, an airline sponsorship. Sure. I mean, some, some have them, yeah. you know? Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. I think Quantas, but I, I mean, think they, it was Kolohe or somebody said, like, in his Red Bull contract, like, He's not. He only flies first class everywhere he goes. Either him or Julian. It's part of the budget or something. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie got it. Uh huh. Yeah. Sure oh, he, he did, did get it. Yeah. Jordy. Yeah. 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 But you know, hey, that was, that was a heyday and good for them. Yeah. You know? yeah. And yeah. Good for Red Bull for you know. Supporting their athletes. Supporting. Yeah. I mean, it made it, made it interesting. It made every every lawyer, doctor, you know, big wig, corporate, you know, person to, push their kids into the sport. You know. Totally. Yeah. Because everybody's like, damn, these guys are making money now. Yeah. So coming off Bolito, um, the ways are firing. Yeah. And it, you know, it almost, it felt like it almost favored backhanders. For sure. eventually Cole won. Yeah. But Cole won, like, barely. Yeah, I'm trying to, I don't. Remember, he had the biggest score, but his second score, he only needed, like, a four-something. He got it huh. with a four-something. That was at the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I didn't actually watch the final, but the whole the whole contest, like you could just tell, it was favoring backside. Actually, on the second half of the draw, you know, the second half, um, all the quarters. I think even, maybe even the round of sixteen, every single person on the back half where I was was all backside. It was like me, Cole, uh, Kaylee Vass, Jacob Wilcox, or not not Jacob Wilcox, um, Juwan Daru. Um, there was like. All backsiders, pretty much. Yeah. So. Goofy freaking dominance. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's funny? I was just thinking about it today. The last three uh, episodes. Goofies. Nolan, Rick Lash, Shay Lopez. No way. Maybe I change this up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. How weird well, is that? The Goofies have the personality. That's how you know. Ah. Yeah. Whoa. Pick your ass. Yeah, we do. Andy Irons have the biggest personality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. You guys all real. So, so next contest, U.S. Open. Yes. And you're all you're ready. I'm you're excited. Ready. It's just it's a lot to like process like every every aspect of it, like the parking, like what am I gonna be eating before the contest, like coaching with my coach, training. Who's your coach now? Matt Myers. Matt Myers. Yeah. Okay. Myers mentorship. And then like finding a quiet place that's not yeah you know. am i like what when are my heats gonna be am i gonna have time to go back home like after a morning surf or am i gonna be down there all day like all like all the process of like competing and then adding on top of like the summer crowd here at huntington yep. it definitely like is a little bit hard i mean the, the pch gauntlet like you said like going home could take you know an hour yeah no 100 percent. yeah i mean just this last week and i was trying to come to newport with my buddies and it took me uh, over an hour to get here bolsa chica everyone's trying to go into the state beach and there was just stopped pch like the whole pch was just stopped such a nightmare so i know that my buddies like live down here so i can just like cruise with them or something but it's definitely nice, like, getting some quiet time, like, to yourself during these events because there's a lot of mayhem. And, um, is it Oda your, uh... My manager, yeah. yeah he's my agent. Well, I'll, I'll call him up and tell him, dude, Oda, you, you got to negotiate a, uh, a Pase- No, Paseo Hotel stay. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's probably booked out by now. 
Yeah. But Oda's the man. Like he he knows he understands it all. So like when I'm down at the contest, he doesn't even like come and say hi to me. Like I, I won't even know he's there for the open. Like at the time I did do good, he was just like silently like down the beach, just like filming each heat. And he's like, he wouldn't even text me. He's just like, yeah, I don't I don't want to mess anything up. Yeah. <laughs> he's superstitious like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kind of keep it consistent with just yeah keep. When did you start working? with uh, Myers. Myers. So I, I started working with Myers during, right before the US Open that uh, I got third place in, in 2021. And so pretty much I give all credit for my place in that contest and even Snapper to, to Matt. Like He's pretty much changed my whole competition surfing and mindset for everything. Like He's very in tune with each one of his athletes and like just like installs into your brain like how to surf a heat and how to stay calm in the heat, you know, because it's so easy just to like be like, oh, I'm definitely losing this heat. I'm def- like, there's no chance of me getting an eight right now, or like, I need to get two scores. He just like really simplifies it for the surfers that he works with. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, being a student of the the game, you know, like understanding the conditions, like what scores are are being done. It's like, look, you know, yeah, everybody wants to drop eights and nines, but like, you know, like yeah, it's just. So you get yeah, twelve totals will make you almost every single heat. Right, you know, yeah. you know, outside of those, you know, rare heats, but yeah, it can happen, and you know, just kind of settling yourself down. Like, mm-hmm. dude, you drop sixes on every wave, like, in your free circle. You yeah. know, so it's like just, you know, go out and do your thing. Do your thing, and yeah. don't make you know, mistakes. Yeah, that's it. That's mostly it. You can avoid not not falling and making mistakes, and that's my favorite part about competition yeah. surfing though is like is just to do playing, that, is playing yeah. the game and you just know like I'll be watching heats and be like oh he just made a mistake or like even when I'm in the heat I'm like okay if I go on this way this is a mistake like alright I made a mistake but he also made a mistake I have priority now so it doesn't matter it evens itself out you know like it's a like full chess match out there yes and it, it's, it's, so, a, it's interesting to hear you guys talk about that because surfing is honestly when you really think about it it's it's not a sport but it is a sport, yeah. right? It and is when you got 20, 25 minutes in a jersey on. Yeah. yeah. But but it's not. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. but the the mental strategies that you guys are talking about, right? Yeah. Like there's so much more to it than just surfing. And oh, one hundred percent and draining. I remember days where you'd surf like two or three heats, and you really only maybe do a warm up wave or two before the heat, so you're trying to conserve and yeah. know. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're like. So like a fucking marathon. Yeah. Like you're that, but it's the emotional, yeah, the preparation, the adrenaline, the adrenaline yeah. everything is just like. Stress. Yeah. Totally. You're like, um, wait, I didn't even catch that many waves. I surfed for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like laid out. <laughs> you're exhausted. But like it's, I, I, I almost feel like surfing has more strategy and competition than like other sports do kind of. Mm. Like, yeah, there's a lot of luck involved with the ocean and stuff, but like making mistakes it's like tennis players like they do make yeah. mistakes but it's like they just hit the ball too hard or like you know just bad angle or something like that like basketball they too. can make corrections like like that yeah you exactly know? exactly but surfing it's like all right one mistake's a big mistake yeah, yeah. priority is time people don't realize like how valuable priority really is like it's way more valuable than i thought it was before like i mean i know priority is valuable but like just yeah, in general, it's a lot more valuable. Than well, yeah, life. you know the, the the time, the clock, you know, mm-hmm. you know, pat the paddle out, you know, like if you do catch conditions. one, yeah, conditions, conditions, yeah. I mean, studying the ocean, you know, and and knowing where the waves are, what the tide's doing, where the best 
scoring opportunities are. Yeah. That's one part of the game, mm-hmm. you know? And then not falling is another part of the game. And yeah. then strategizing priority and who just caught a wave and where you could kind of totally. out, keep people off or get your own wave. Or, co- you know, try to get somebody to go on one, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like all have that you, is. Have you coached a little bit? No, but I, I don't know Dude, if he, I could. He's the yeah. first competitor. That what do you mean? Yeah. This guy knows it's a game. He's playing the strategies. Yeah. He didn't use it, though. <laughs> this guy. He, but, well, he decided to go to his brother's wedding. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Um, I mean, when you were talking, uh, I remember, you know, we had Balaram stock stack on, huh. and uh, he went to that Nick Kane, right? Or Mick yeah. Kane? Yeah, Mick Kane. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've worked with him before. Yeah, and, and yeah. Mick Kane's philosophy and strategy is surf to 70% level. 70% level? Yeah. Wow. And and don't try to, like, you go know, crazy. go crazy. A lot less mistakes and errors like yeah for like for surfing you shoot shoot for a seven totally. yeah. you know uh-huh. and then the final go for broke uh-huh. but you know as you're surfing through heats surf at 70 percent yeah and it, and it was like so like whoa yeah just I, not how how like insightful and like calming that could be like totally not over surfing but I feel like that nowadays, like, Doesn't work. <laughs> it works for some people. Like a Cole Hauschman, that guy can surf 70% and when heats all day long, you know, because he's such a big human. His, like, half turn is, like, my full turn, you know? Well, I was going to say, dude, every time that I watch you, you're electrifying. Yeah, there's you different know? aspects. I appreciate that. You, you, you Definitely, yeah. Like you spicy. look like you're unpredictable, but yeah. yet you're... You're, you're on, you look like you go, you're going for broke on every single maneuver. I, yeah. I feel like I kind of, that's the mindset I kind of do go into like these challenge series. He's just because everyone serves so good. And like the first exchange is definitely like um, what I don't want to mess up. And I would like to make as least amount of mistakes is the first exchange. But then once that's out of the picture, like it's pretty much just go for broke at that yeah. point. Yeah. 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 Really calming when you could get a, at least a, a five six on that first five minutes, totally. and then you could kind of go, okay, now it's like Build on there's that. my backup. For, yes, if, I you know, have that or in my that could yeah. be a keeper. You know, yeah. just it's because you know you watch guys like Medina and certain guys, and they they're on an eight like in the first two minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, and then it's like. But like Medina will produce an eight off of like a two foot wave. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he under priority, you don't know what there's, the guys would do. There's definitely. But guys, a that handful will, of surfers, you know, because we watch a lot of surfing. Yeah. Like we're fucking surfing. Yeah, there's guys that will go sit anchor and just know. I'm like, I'm just going on the two best waves of the heat, and I'll go park it out the back for freaking 20 minutes, and yeah. that's they can handle that stress. The or there's yeah. other people that, me personally, I would like to try to get a, a good wave in that first five minutes. Like most guys, because it takes a lot of pressure off, but it also gives you more opportunity to be yeah. risky or you know, but and the pull time, guys off. Like I was saying, I, was, I watch a lot of surfing, mm-hmm. and I watch Challenger Series when it's televised, WSL whenever it's, you know, and watch the replays, and not to brown nose you, but you, you do step it up. Like, Thank you. there's definitely, you know what I mean? You set yourself apart where it always, it's funny, uh, you know who Doug Silva is? Yeah. Legend. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the way he, you know, his, his expressions, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, like, like <laughs> you know, like, that's what you're doing. Like, when you're when you're surfing and you're doing a little extra, <laughs> yeah. And that's we, funny. you know, I see that and I'm like, fuck, dude. I think it's different styles. You, you know, you may see it in, you know, 
like an Ethan Ewing, but he's so polished. And, you know, you, you know, he'll do those front side like cars and he'll just blast that tail out and do a little drift. That, but there's, yeah. there's different variations of that same, like, yeah. totally. exclamation mark on that turn. Uh-huh. You're just, like, more raw versus a guy that has that kind of, like, he's probably in his own head and doing the same thing, but it doesn't look as, totally. you know, like, you're, you know. Yeah, dynamic. Dynamic. And and explosive. Like, and especially your backside. I mean, you're, I was, you know, once you start saying that, I'm replaying waves from Snapper, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. which is such a dynamic wave based yeah. on, like, guys could do lip slides and then, like, a few little... I mean, it's really high-performance yeah. waves. Yeah. Like, Connor impressed me a lot this last contest. Uh, O'Leary? Uh, O'Leary, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, he's always kind of impressed me, but, you know, for, for, for a couple of years there, he kind of fell off. And this contest, it sucks because him and Ryan Cannell, uh, yeah, like they were fucking. They're so gnarly. They were so gnarly this this contest. Yeah. Like the talent pool well, is just so through the roof. You on guys saw guys. the whole controversy with John, John, and, and Connor, though, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I I'm try, I have to watch that over again uh-huh. to to see uh-huh. because Peter. Mel wrote it off. Wrote it off on the webcast. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. yeah, he pretty much said, "Oh man, what a, you know?" But he that yeah, that that he didn't get the score. Uh-huh. But fucking, you know, all of a sudden Connor's taking a shower, and he's like, <laughs> he's totally. like, yeah, because I didn't see the, I didn't watch the, I didn't watch the TV either. live. Yeah, uh-huh. I didn't see it. But I was like, what the fuck? Because I think I think I was watching it live, but wasn't paying attention. Attention, yeah. 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 And and fucking Connor. One at the very end. I know. I mean, there's that's competition. What did you I think? Mean, did he get it or not? I didn't see it. I I, I, I can't give I can't I get a good, it out good, good opinion. Yeah. But John John's my favorite surfer, so I definitely would say John John probably got ripped off. Yeah, dude. <laughs> did you watch? Did He's you see the floater? Uh, Italo got hurt on. I saw yeah, that thing. I saw I that on Instagram. That I can't watch that. Fucking. I think his shit. meniscus and ACL and ACL. The whole thing. Just looked like it. But no, I haven't seen. More of it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I watched it on video, on the re on the Instagram. rewind. He posted on Instagram like I didn't see it. Yeah, that slow mo. Or no, maybe it was he's, that. He's out for the season. Yeah, no, he's, he's gotta not, be right. He's not doing the last event, and he's yeah. not qualifying. Yeah, but I think it's crazy that he like won an Olympic title or won Olympic gold, and he's not qualified. Not going to qualify for the Olympics next year. He can't. He can't defend his gold medal. Yeah, which sucks. I think <sighs> I'd love to watch him. So oh, because he's not going to be the top two Brazilians. Then, no, right? he's not. It's going to be Felipe and whoever does Gabriel good. Iago. How would that or work, Jiao, too, though? Jiao? Jiao right now is the next highest. But like we were saying, with like the pecking. final five, the pecking or, yeah. or like the rankings, how would they pick the Brazilian if, say, say Jiao's number four and Gabriel goes number five, but then Gabriel ends up like blitzing Winning. Yeah, everyone? Does that mean who gets the provisional spot into that uh, you know that's again that's why i don't like this the way it ends yeah you know yeah i do like that best two out of three i think you know when when i was a grom in the u.s or the op pro yeah. was it and you know they would do you know or the stubbies best they would do three. best the final would be best out of three really yeah man on man wow. you know so they go out and do which a 40, that last, a 40 minute final which trestles final. for the final is best out of three yes yeah, yeah. but, but but I, I even think that those four against five should be best out of three. And four against three 
you know, matchup should so be best out of three. Days, then. It, it, yeah. You know, like not one he, one he, one he, and the, you know, it's like it's just like you only got five guys left. Like yeah. I know it's cost to bring that crew down, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know maybe there's some some financials involved, but it's like, dude, this is playoff. Like I want to see those guys fucking catch waves at lowers and rip. Yeah, totally. You know, but yeah. So going back to the the man on man, you know, best out of three finals. Like I think there should be more of those. You yeah. know, so going into U.S. Open in what two weeks? Yeah, it starts uh, not this weekend, but next weekend on the 29th. Mm. Excited! I'm definitely excited. I'm trying to stay chill. Don't look it. at the forecast. Like just kind of live the in the moment. I hope it's. I mean, it doesn't look like it's promising or anything, but I don't mind if it's small. Yeah. Um, as long as It'll I get opportunity in my heats, but I just know it's going to be overwhelming with like how many. The surfing's going to be crowded. Parking's going to be crowded. Like the whole PCH can be crowded, and I just know I get overwhelmed really easy like that. Yeah. Um, well, you could park your car at my house and get a Murph uh, electric bike. I got go one there. since my dad gave uh, Frankie a container. He gave us a Murph bike. Sick. Yeah. So, so bad. I'll definitely have to use that thing. Uh, we're um, working a deal for ourselves too. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. guys sponsor dad. You should put one right in front. Yeah. It should be your seat. Be... You guys are chilling on a Murph bike for the podcast. <laughs> Couch surfing show, like the Murph, you know, bicycle show. We'll just be you know, cruising down the border. Like, yeah, what's up? So good. We wouldn't be able to hear. We'll get one word in. It'd just be. Exactly. <laughs> Any, uh, we, we usually talk, you know, you've been on tour and you've traveled a ton of places, but like going back to like, you know, surf trips and like, you know, boys video, you know, like where, where has been some of the highlights of, of travel outside of competition? Um... The best waves I've ever surfed was in Africa, Namibia, Skeleton Bay. Holy um, shit. Um, that, you got footage of that? I do have footage. It's, okay. on, it's, on, uh, it's on my Instagram, I think, somewhere. It's pretty. It's from back in 2016 or 17, I think. Damn. Um, and was that a strike mission? Yeah, we were at the US Open. I wasn't competing or anything, but Peter told John, like, it's going to be all time. You guys should go. And then we just booked it there. I think there was... Pizza gnarliest waterman ever. Yeah, like, he knows if the he charts tells all you, over the world. Yeah. If he tells you it's gonna be good, that means it's gonna be really good. Studious of the freaking world uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, like, we got there and it was like firing he, all day. Sorry, he should be the the fucking CEO of WSL. Right. That'd be pretty sick. He yeah. should. He ran the big tour. Yeah. yeah. Tour he was the big wave commissioner. Um. So what was like? I mean, what's that like? Like, is there a surf camp? Do you have to like? How do you get? And how's it organized? Um, Pete organized it all. I think there are surf camps there, but like, you know, it's not like you go on to Selena Cruz where it's like waves could be pumping for like two whole it's weeks, just you know, it's like and you're it's there flat. for the day or two that it's firing. Yeah. Camp, yeah, we'll take you out there. You can rent a car. You got to get four by four because it's like out on like a sand peninsula and there's like a couple little hotels right on the other side of the peninsula. You can see the sandbar, but you can't see the waves from the mm. hotel. Um, but yeah like hotels got a restaurant in it but you pretty much wake up get your car drive to around the peninsula on the sand and you're mobbing four by four it's super like soft sand and yeah. stuff and then when you're there you park in the middle of the point walk it's, up a half a mile it's about a, you park, walk up like another mile five. and it's, it's like a two mile long wave and you just you've never seen anything like it like you go to the kelly slayer's wave pool and you'll watch her right like barrel like almost the whole way you know yeah. on the first one you know it's all perfect but it's like kelly's wave pool times five and it's like double the thickness and you, it just looks like a machine 
and you show up, you're just like, can't believe it, can't believe it. And you get out there, and it's just square throwing barrels. It's really hard to make a drop, and it slams you. Like, boards are broken all the time. And so, yeah, you catch your first one, you try to make it all the way through. You pretty much only make it, like, halfway or a quarter of the way. It's thick, like Sylvie Shorty. Huh? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, south side, like, totally. just right... You're, yeah. you're, uh, you're actually not super close to the shore. Yeah. The sandbars like, change a little bit, but it's just as slabby as seal. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, you catch one. You hope you make it halfway. And then you, you don't make it halfway, whatever, you come up. And then you catch the second half of the wave. And, like, that, that takes, like, a whole 20, 30 minutes just to get to the bottom of the wave, you know? Like, after you catch two waves and you're waiting. And the current's the waves, flowing like a river. current's ripping, so it's not crowded. Like, guys are just, like, flowing. Yeah. And then you have to run up the point, like, the whole two, two miles. And, like, by the end of the day, after I surfed it. Two my miles. Ankle, yeah, two miles. That's no joke, two miles. My ankle was busted. I could barely walk on it. On my way home from South Africa, I asked the, the guy to, to wheelchair me, like, around the airport. <laughs> I've never had someone do that for me, but I was like, I can't walk, and I have a board bag, like, someone needs to wheelchair me. <laughs> and did you, like, go anywhere else, or is that just a quick, like, few-day trip? That's just a quick one, yeah. We went there for, like, two days and then came home. Radical. Like, you went just parlay into, How like, long would you sit in the barrel for? Um, there was one I was in there for over 10 seconds, but, I mean, I was... I was still, you know, evolving and learning, you know. I feel like nowadays I could definitely get more barrels out there. John, when I went, he got, I think, 10 or 11 barrels on one wave, which is absurd. Um, Fuck. Yeah, it's absurd. Um, How many do you remember? My most, I think, was only like three. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know why. <laughs> so crazy, though, but long, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. I think, yeah, Football like, field barrel. I was trying to, like, really get super deep and I would just get too deep you know thing would just race off too quick or like the wave that I caught would just like kind of peter out like halfway through it wouldn't be like a full connector yeah I don't know something and how many like guys like are that like are there out that swell there was actually a lot I think that might have been one of the most crowded swells there was like Billy Kemper Nathan Florence um Benji Koa Smith um, crazy. Some more guys. Yeah, 2016, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And that, isn't that when it started kind of happening? Um, or no, was it somebody? Because I, I remember the. 14. The, I think 14 okay. when it started happening. Like Benji and Cohen guys were all posting it on their GoPros and stuff. Um, and I'm pretty sure I went in 17. So it was already kind of out there. But it wasn't like something that we, I, was, I didn't know I was just going to be going there. Pete told us like the day before we were leaving, like, hey, you guys are going. Yeah. That's incredible. So I was like, okay, yeah, how much is it? <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of uh, Kelly's Pool, you, you've done Kelly's Pool. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you done it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. It's insane. I would prefer to go to Kelly's Wave Pool any day over Waco. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done Waco? I've done Waco, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you agree? Lark. I I agree for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're both different. They're both epic. But which know? one would you rather go to? Well, it's Slater's for sure, but it, when it comes down to paying, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. like the logistics, yeah, yeah, if it was free, yeah, Slater's. Slater's. I, I think the wave, personally, is a little too long. Kelly's. Just because I'd rather catch more waves, mm-hmm. and I think Waco's too small, yeah. and, but you've been seeing that technology pop up in South That's Korea or Brazil stuff. or whatever, and it's, it's Waco times three, two, three, two yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, you're watching those guys do the one wedge, the one wedge airs at Waco, uh-huh. where it's just like a few pumps that 
they're doing that at some of those other pools where they're getting like three turns, yeah, yeah. the big wedge click, coming down, another big wave, you know, you're like, where, what uh, the? Full, full wave. That full Brazil wave. wave where Rob, Kelly, and um, fuck, Evan Gosman, yep, yep. or Eric, one of the two, the goofy footer. Yep, Evan. That Evan? Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. That one looks really good, Ooh. too. That's the same one Italo was going to as well, yeah. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Because there's like it looks like synchronized surfing. It does, right? Because it's, it's both sides of the, you know, of the pool. Of the pool, you're yeah. like, what? How's that happening? How do you do an air and heat in there at the same time? Yeah. You know? yeah. But apparently they're they're going to be doing the the stab high contest against something one of the, the wave pools. Sick. So that'd be fun to watch. Yeah. What about um, like Hawaii? We talk about like how important and and like you know, like Hawaii, you know, proper is and, and performing over there and you've surfed, you know, uh, Haliva and Sunset, you've done a pipe event, like some of those yeah. Volcom or whatever. The, back before COVID, they had the, I did the Volcom quite a few times. Actually. Yeah, uh-huh. nice. But it's like, one the one event right before uh, COVID in 2019, it was firing for like the first two or three days and yeah. then the finals day, I think it got really bad. Um, so I got one heat where it was firing and it, it was sick, yeah. I mean, that's the, it's the best to have pipe by yourself. But like nowadays, trying to go out and surf pipe when it's firing, it's fucking almost gnarly. impossible. Yeah, it's almost impossible because there's so many good surfers from there too that like don't want to hassle with those guys. No. Nope. And then the other half of the surfers out there is or a just bunch OG lokes that yeah. just yeah, pull rank and totally as they should. But yeah, it's definitely hard to catch waves. It's so hard. Like I think this last winter, like. I know you're supposed to surf pipe when you go to Hawaii, but like nowadays, I, I think I surfed it like one or two times when I went last winter. Yeah. Because it's too hard and it's too risky. You have more, it's, you have, it's, you're going to get in trouble quicker than you're going to get a good wave. That's yeah. for sure. The odds are higher you getting like hurt or yelled at than getting a good wave out there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, people look at like snapper, you know, as like, you know, oh my gosh, look at this wave. You, you've seen how many people are out Most there. Crap. It's so gnarly. Yeah, yeah. And the current, same thing there. And, you know, it's just chaos. And it's like, man, you get one, you're like, it's rare. It's yeah. rare. You're usually getting dropped in. Guys are coming out, kicking out. And it's just like. Before the snapper event when, uh, last year, I didn't catch one single wave, like, fully. I, I either <laughs> yeah. got burned or I burned someone. Or, was, yeah, just, like, couldn't catch a full wave out there. Well, back, you know, when I, that wasn't, they didn't, weren't doing the dredging, so that wave wasn't that high quality yeah. that it is now, yeah. you know, since they started doing the proper dredging the last decade or whatever, but Rincon, or, uh, sorry, Rincon, um, Cura was the, uh, like, the proper, like, growing that it was just, and it, but it didn't always hit right, you mm-hmm. know, but when it was on, it was like ev- the best of the best. And I mean, like they're flying in from all over. They're driving from all over. When they when, when that swell is proper, it's like. There's so many good there's surfers. There's so many good surfers, you know? People and you're you've just never like, even heard of. Yeah, like we would be doing an, an event up in Sydney and we knew a swell's hit and we would just drive all night and, and just go to try to get some money. Like huh. that's how fired up you are. It just okay. doesn't, it wasn't that consistent where you know burly and, and yeah. you know other ways you know Durant but there's always ways of something like that, but that particular way was just yeah. like and it is are you uh so seal beach dry dog board riders yeah some still be board riders nice. uh-huh. nice. Have, have you had a chance to compete in some of the events not i mean we never qualified for the lowers one but i have competed um uh, in a couple of the board riders events yeah. 
Um, they have been one at Huntington before the Jacks Pro this year, I think. Um, we're definitely recruiting. We're looking for some more surfers on our team. Yeah. Because we have a small community. We could use some more surfers for sure. Yeah. But I think a lot of the grounds um, coming up in Seal Beach are going to be pretty good. Yeah. 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 There's a new new breed for sure. Though. What what high school did you go to? I, I did online school. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, you're one of those kids. <laughs> you got to be one of those kids Just nowadays, kid. dude. Yeah. I mean, the kids in elementary school over at San Clemente are, like, definitely being homeschooled. Yeah, I mean, if you can do it, then great, you yeah. know. There's like, so much talent out of San Clemente and Huntington right now. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Fucking crazy. I mean, surfing's just growing. Like, so many, there's so many more surfers nowadays, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, sponsors are? Body Glove, Bonsai Bowls, uh, Pizel, Pro-Lite, and then I also kind of just got sponsored by this pH water company, Perfect Hydration. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's nice, nice to get free water, you know? Yeah. yeah, especially healthy, you know, pH balance. Yeah. 9.5, what is it? Yeah, 9.5. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Just You'll have to put in a good word for us then. Yeah. Seriously, dude, I got so, I'll bring in a box to you guys, no problem. Sweet. So much water. We uh, we like drinks, usually ones with alcohol, but we like to hydrate with water yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some alcoholic beverages. Yeah. That's the next one. We need to get re-upped on our, we, we, we'll flow you the next time we see you though. You, you, you drink, right? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. We're sponsored by Ashland Hard Seltzer. Oh, sick. Villager Spirits. Yeah. Shoots Beer. You guys don't promote it on the... We do. Oh, we do. We, we do, just, but I couldn't find our stash here, but... Yeah. We need to get some, some, some more when you get delivery. Yeah. For sure. Um, I mean, so thankful to have sponsors these days. I mean, watching the Challenger, Challenger series, it's like, fuck, man, I'm looking at all these blank boards, yeah. and I'm like, this is how good these guys are surfing. To get wherever they're to from the and not having sponsors. and not be sponsored is kind of trippy. Super trippy. Like you have to, yeah. I don't know how people come up with the money sometimes. Like, you, it's 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 expensive sport, you know. So yes. so if you don't have support from a sponsor, then it's going to cost a lot of money for sure out of your pocket. And um, I know people have come up with like alternative ideas of like making money or like trying to promote their or like boost their career. And a lot of people have actually done like a um, GoFundMe, you know. Yeah. Um, smart. Why it's not? Super smart. Especially get all that like local support and people that are just well, seeing. This one kid, kid Tim Biso from France, uh, he just put up GoFundMe for to compete in all these events. He has no sponsor and he doesn't can't afford it anymore. But he said he'll put he'll draw your name on his surfboard as his sponsor if you donate to the GoFundMe. That's yeah. Cool. So he got like over a hundred people to donate to the GoFundMe and you can see on his board there's names everywhere up and around like it fits the whole board he has that, that is sponsors. Rad. That's awesome. Um, That's but creative. He made, he made a good amount. He had like over eight grand I heard nice. in the GoFundMe so that, that could make him a couple events for sure. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I mean you want to support people and it's a good idea did, for did sure. Jet Jets and Andre do that too? Like I think he pulled a couple of people to invest in, in his career. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a, a lot of guys are just hardworking blue collar dudes that will, you know, do construction for a few months or work some odd end jobs and saving up at home and then hit, tack the series for that's, a while. See, that's what the WSL was trying to do with this whole um, QS and then Challengers and then World Tour, so that so didn't we, have to spend a lot of money to do your local yes, region. But it also, their excuse too was that we would be able to have time to work a, a day job to, to afford it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but there actually there is no time off. 
no. being a, yeah. a competitive surfer. No way. Yeah, once you pretty... once you you're out of the Challenger Series, you're straight back into the QS. Yeah. There's no break. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's expensive to do. Try. Professional baseball players have a day job. No. Do basketball players have a day job? Not do on that professional like a, like a level. G yeah. League? Yeah. Like, would you consider G League? Like, do they? They probably have second second job, maybe. They might. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, some of those. Yeah. Or you might hoping to get pulled up. You yeah. know, they yeah. they don't make a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, yeah, they're. But when you're a pro athlete, you have to fucking put everything into it. Totally, yeah. yeah. Like, you're not going to qualify yourself if you're working a construction job the other couple Where, of months. You know? But if you do make these, the, the CT, the World Championship Tour, the worst you could bring home per event is like 10K. 10, 10 yeah, 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 yeah. So, per. Per event. Yeah, per event. Like, that's if you get dead last. But again, you get dead last if you're off the tour anyways before you know. Yeah. You know? So Six, it's like... five events. So you made 50K. But you, you spent 50K traveling. Totally. You know, so yeah. it's a wash, but at least, you know, the, there's good prize money to get, you know, some reimbursement and stuff. You yeah. know? On the challengers, like after doing the math from last year, the only people that actually made a positive income from the contests um, were the top five people who qualified, I think, or maybe the top four. Everyone else, so the other top ten surfers that are on the world tour, like say Ian Gentile, who was like eighth or something, yeah. like he, he lost money qualifying for the tour. That's, well, he's made some heats this year. He's well, freaking now, doing great, you know. So it's a, like you said, an investment into your career, you know. Yeah. And but before, it, yeah, it, you were making money like if you if you didn't qualify, you know, yeah. all the top fifteen surfers in the world uh, on Challenger uh, Series were making money. Yeah. You know? Are you uh, making any edits or anything? Yes. Yeah, so I would like to shout this one out. Um, during the open, I do have a premiere with my best friend Tyler. Um, Sweet. It's being edited by my buddy Shane Krucher. Um, and is it, that, I, it's so weird, bro, because I just saw his name on, I think I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, he's, he's, where did I meet this King guy? Kruitz, Kruitzer, yeah, Kruitzer, yeah. Um, he's filmed and edited a lot of people's uh, films. He, he's uh, Finn McGill's filmer okay. and helped Finn McGill win the Triple Crown this last year, this last uh, winter. Sick. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, me and Tyler have an edit coming out. Of a recent, Tyler who? Tyler Gunter. Okay. Um, of a recent trip we just Instagram. went on. Instagram. Instagram, yep. And it's going to be premiering on Wednesday the 2nd during the US Open at uh, Sandy. We'll post it. Yeah, yeah. 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 San Sandy's on the beach? San no, not in the Sandy's. It's actually it's, uh, by the lab um, oh, on shit. 405. Um, by the 405. Nice. It's a brewing company. I'm trying to remember. It's like Sandy, Sandy Beer or something like that. Nice. Oh, yeah, right. There's a bunch of little breweries right, right on, on the, the back side of yeah. the. Um, it's not bear, but it's like. Might be. Sandy yeah. bear. Or Sandy bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salty bear. Salty bear. Yeah. yeah, there's like three breweries, like kind of like in a little compound right uh -huh. there. That's a killer little spot over there. Yeah, so yeah. whoever's listening. You yeah, know, we'll, find, we'll find it. We'll post it. Uh, yeah, promote it. For Thank sure. you guys. Yeah, appreciate it. It's going to be a good, good film. Nice. What's the film called? We don't have a name yet. <laughs> it's still, still being decided. Goofy. We could call it Goofy. <laughs> we could. Because you're both do, Goofies, right? We need to start promoting it more, so the, the trailer probably will start will come out like starting next week or something. Sick. Uh -huh. We'll have a name by next week. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right foot forward. Right foot forward. Right foot forward. <laughs> Why not? That's kind of a good name right there. Fuck yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not? Sounds good. It does. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard worse names for edits. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, well, congrats on, yeah, um, you know, what you've accomplished, you know, in your career so far. And we wish you the best. And we're big fans. And Thank you. we really yeah. hope because, I mean, we love surfing and we love your surfing. And we want more Americans and locals like, yeah. on tour. And, you know, like, we're just fucking fans. We're fucking surfers. We're fucking surfers, man. I fucking yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, like, we've had legends of our culture and sport. Mm -hmm. And it's cool because, you know, we have guys like you, Dimitri Polis. The up and the, coming, the new generation. Luke, Lucas Osten. Yep. yep. You know, it's like, you guys are the American, you know. Young guns. Young guns. Uh -huh. And it's it's fun and awesome to hear your journeys and, like, you know, watching. We're living vicariously through you. Totally, you know? yeah. And I, I've, I love getting, like, part of my story out that people, like, might not know. They're like, oh, who's this old? This is just another American kid, but like, little did they know, like, I was surfing with Jake and Griffin my whole life. Yeah. And, like, yeah. You know, blow for blow up all those guys, and still, still am. Yeah. Know? So we just, uh, we just interviewed Shay Lopez like this last week, and his episode's coming up, and it's like that motherfucker beat me in like every contest <laughs> in our amateur career, and, and sure enough, he's the one that made the tour, and I kind of just came close. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and I'm like Jeff, 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 and Bob beat me in every heat throughout my like, you know. Every, and that mofo made the tour and made, you know, but but Linda Nolan, says I never made heats, but I made Nolan heats, but, yeah. is going to make the but, fucking tour. Yeah, yeah. that's this the thing. Like, I just got to stay in my lane and uh, stay in the moment. That's what I'm really trying to work on is just staying in the moment, not overthinking or underthinking, just like being where I'm supposed to be and be present. Yeah. Hey, watching One what you're doing, and you're you're making it through heats, and you're gonna end up on the podium, and you're gonna fucking. Make the tour, dude. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I hope yeah. big things coming this year. Yeah. It, it's it's a fucking, it's a journey. It's a long, you know, yeah. it's a long process, you know? Yeah. Like, just enjoy it. Totally. You know? Yeah. You're fucking young and. Don't take it for granted. No. Yeah. Enjoy it. I mean, that's where there's so much more than just winning heats. Uh -huh. But yeah, when heats, a fucking stay on tour. Totally. Yeah. Gotta make money. Hey, Sponsors. You, you didn't, um, you said. You didn't have a, a sunscreen sponsor. I do not. Perfect timing. This is so good. Shade sunscreen. I've seen a lot of people use this one. This is Stuff's the best. really good. This one's a lotion. I'll give you a face stick too. Okay. But um, what do you mean? It's a sunscreen. Thanks. Yeah, there's a like a stick, and then that's like a, a bottle. Oh, the lotion. Bottle. Yeah. yeah. Which no works really good. And, and usually, we give you some bonsai bowl cards, but uh, you already sponsored you ride for bonsai yeah, bowls. Yeah, I get as many of those as I want. Yeah, that's They're awesome. They're fucking so good. I know. I'll be challenging them doing that. I, I was. Dying for one today, and I just made a smoothie at home. Oh, I should have just gone down and got one. Like it was good to make, you know, a smoothie, but I was like, just not the same. Those yeah. things are so good. Yeah, honestly, I think bonsai bowls makes the best smoothies. Oh, for really sure, good. for sure. And uh, shout out to our sponsors, Earth Pack. Yep, Earth Pack they, for all your needs. Yeah, packaging, for all your packaging needs. Bags. This one is Surfside. Phew! And they comboed it up with Volcom. Yep, and we got an Arbor surfboard. We got a Jax. Um, check them out, Earth Pack. Yep. Um, and Cabalo uh, Pool and Spas. Yep. Uh, who else we got? Neon Wave. Neon Wave, yes. Yeah. We got, you know, we got some sponsors. Yeah. We got some sponsors. Yeah. yeah. And where are we at right now? Mercado. Mercado, yep. Thanks for letting us use your, your killer space here. I'm going to um, have to stop by here again because there's some sick stuff in here. Yeah. I might make a few purchases here. For sure. 100%. Dude, two weeks, um, U.S. Open, good luck. Thank you. And August 2nd or uh, 3rd? 
will be August, the movie. August second. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll figure out when that um, where where the premiere is going to be, and we'll we'll post it on Insta. Perfect. Yeah. No worries. Yeah, man. Thank you guys. Dude, thank you. Right on, dude. Super thank you for your time. Fun. Keep up the good work. For sure. Peace. Bonsai Bowls, hands down the best bowls. Period. Seven locations: two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.